MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. Spring is here. That means it's time to get out and get on the road in my all-new 2023 Honda CRV Hybrid. You heard right. The Honda CRV is available in a hybrid model. I'm pretty excited about this. I've been waiting for the right time to make the switch to a hybrid, and I'm so glad I did. Not only am I greener, I can take on any terrain with the available real-time all-wheel drive and sport mode. Make a move to one of the most electrifying Honda vehicles yet. Find your CRV hybrid at your local Honda dealer today. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, the 14th of March, Pi Day. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a minivan crashed into the front doors of the Philadelphia Police Department headquarters on Tuesday morning. It happened at 445 at the building on Broad Street. The vehicle crashed into the front of the building but did not go inside the lobby. The man driving the minivan could be heard, they're killing me. They're killing me as police officers dragged him out of the vehicle. He was taken into police headquarters for questioning but was then seen getting into a patrol car. Officers taped off the area and secured the front lobby. It's not clear if the crash was intentional and no injuries were reported from inside uh, of the building. But yeah, car went right into police, police headquarters this morning. President Joe Biden addressed the safety of our economy on Monday, hoping to ease concerns about the nation's banking system after two banks collapsed in one week. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, uh, was the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. Federal regulators have taken control of SVB as well as Signature Bank, which regulators shut down on Sunday. The headline is there's no need to panic. Americans can have confidence that their banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them, Biden said. The federal government took over SVB and Signature Bank and took an extraordinary step of guaranteeing customers will have access to all of their deposits, even those above the FDIC insured limit. Each account is insured up to $250,000. So Preston, we're an advantage because we can deflate the bladder in our sleep number beds and put the money in there. In there, there's more room (laughs) should you need it. In case we need it, depending on our financial situation. Yes. Who knew the bed was good for like all of this? It is a wonderful bank as well. The feds say its response to the failure does not amount to a bailout, meaning time money experts say this is a good wake-up call for consumers there is absolutely one thing that people should be doing right now and that is make sure that their deposit accounts are backed by the federal insurance funds whether it's in a bank and a savings uh, in loan or a credit union said uh, mark hamrick of Bankrate. fdic insurance covers things like checking and savings accounts and certificates of deposit president biden also made clear that while the federal government will allow, allow access to uninsured deposit money for svb customers investors in the banks will not be protected so I went the extra level with our bank. We went and we talked to the bank manager, and then I spit into my hand. He spit to his, and we <laughs> and shook, shook hands. hands. <laughs> it seemed secure. As far as the ripple effect, this could have a broader on the broader economy uh, and the market. It's too early to know exactly what the long-lasting impacts could be. That was how they would seal a deal on Deadwood, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Shake hands. Mm. Ew. Let's <laughs> yeah. so you know this is going to work out. Yeah. Ew. A three-city celebration of arts and technology is coming to New Jersey this June. Governor Phil Murphy announced the North to Shore Festival on Monday. It will feature concerts, movies, comedy shows, and presentations from leaders in tech and business. The superstar event held over three weekends in June will attract folks from all over, creating another great reason for tourists to visit the Garden State, as well as opportunities for local businesses and three of our iconic cities to shine, Murphy said. The festival will be held in Atlantic City on June 
7th to the 11th, Asbury Park, June 14th to the 18th, and Newark, June 21st to the 25th. Local talent will be joined by global headliners, including Halsey, Santana, the B-52s, Remembering Remember Jones, Bill Burr, Jay Wheeler, Stephen Colbert with Jim Gaffigan, Alanis Morissette w- with Amy Mann, wow. uh, Marissa Monti, Damon John, uh, Gavin DeGraw, Colby uh, Collet, Natalie Merchant, The Smithereens, Brian Fallon. This is the most easy listening concert <laughs> I, you, I, I have ever heard. And then Southside uh, Johnny and more. Santana. Uh, Smithereens. There's not uh, a lot of yeah. easy listening. I mean, there's some cool, I mean, Colby Collet is, is a little lighter yeah, in there. Yeah, there's a few things, but Atlantis more set. No, that's it's not. Uh, I wouldn't call that an easy listening party. So and it, Gavin DeGraw and Kobe Collet are uh, who are going to be in Atlantic City. Atlantic yeah. soon, right? And the rest are going to be in Newark, right? Uh, or uh, Asbury Park. Asbury Park. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, and I, I don't know if you are. It's not a dig. I like the music. It's just it's you know, hey, bring a blanket and sit down and enjoy yourself. Like that. That's the kind of concert vibe I'm getting from those. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tickets for the North to Shore Festival will go on sale Friday, March 17th at northtoshore.com. And they're saying um, you can go to the website for the, you know, updated uh, lineup of who's going to be in Atlantic City. So I think that it's not completely set, but, you know, who's, I guess, confirmed is listed there right now. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Tickets go on sale on Friday. In sports this morning. Eagles center and longtime captain Jason Kelsey announced that he will return to the team for a 13th yeah. season. Yesterday, Kelsey yeah. tweeted, I have put much thought into whether it makes sense to play another season. After talking it over with my wife and many other friends and family, I've decided to return for another year. Thank you to all of my supporters and detractors for fueling me. <laughs> because of free agency, Kelsey can't officially re-sign with the Eagles until tomorrow when the new league year begins. Kelsey is a six-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, and won Super Bowl 52 with the Eagles. The Sixers have won five straight games and are only one game behind the Boston Celtics for second place in the East and three and a half games behind the Milwaukee Bucks for first. Since December 9th, the Sixers have the best record in the NBA, going 33-10, and 10, while the Denver Nuggets are 31-12, and 12, and the Bucks are 30-13. and 13. The Sixers are off until tomorrow night when they'll travel to Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers at 7.30. The Flyers, who have lost three straight games and seven of their last eight, are at home tonight and will host the Vegas Golden Knights. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And at spring training, the Phillies were off yesterday. They take on the Braves this afternoon in Clearwater at 1.05. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. I don't know why, but I'm fixated, Steve, on the spitting in the palm of your hand and, and shaking hands. I just thought, wouldn't, wouldn't it be odd? Because, I mean, the, the symbolism is that you're you're, you're right. putting your bodily fluids together. Right. Wouldn't the same principle be there if you just French kissed at the end of sure. making a, an you're, agreement? You're swapping saliva. Absolutely. Yeah. Why don't just spit into a cup? Which do you think holds more... Um, I, the, of course, you could also do the cut your palm and shake your hands right. as part of it as well. Yes. I like to spit a little bit. <laughs> I, th- I think the making out thing. I think yeah, I think we yeah. need to. I think we need to go to that. How about, how about just like uh, fingering? Uh, we well, yeah, can do yeah, that yeah. too. Okay. You know, I mean, you, you, let's finger on it. Open. Yeah. finger on it. I don't know if I want to do that. Trust me. It's the way of the West. Turn we, around. We finger on it. <laughs> you guys see that? <laughs> Tell you these fifty acres, but we got a finger on it first. 
You guys see that documentary at Class Action Park? Yes, oh, I did. Yes. Yes. I love it. Uh-uh. Steve, I don't know if you remember this, but they talk about that one like shack, and yes. uh, there's an actor, Chris Gethard, and he's talking about uh, President Leonardo. A lot of teenagers had their first jobs there ever, and he's like, people either got fingered or did their first fingering in that shack. <laughs> <laughs> the shack was like the sex, and then I, I like the other one, Nick. That was they would treat the people who slid down that slide and got concrete burns. Yeah, I, I, I got those right, concrete right. burns. <laughs> and and, and Kathy, they would apparently they would make them stand in the middle and spray like Bactine on yeah. them or what, walk around them. It was some orange and, thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like this protective spray that they had. It was this combination of Bactine and al- rubbing alcohol. Dude, wow. and that shack, they would like pile, the kids would just pile yeah. in there and party it's, all night long and then wake up and lifeguard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were the ones that worked there. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It smelled like weed, <laughs> feet, and fingering. I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to watch it. It's good, yeah. You'll all like right. it. Well, listen, welcome to Tuesday. Tuesday means uh, free stuff, and we have uh, Tattoos Day. We have a chance to win a free Preston and Steve-themed tattoo, and this is from our friends at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And you'll find them on South Street, 1729 to be specific, or you can check out their artwork samples at Floating Tattoos, floatingworldtattoos.com. Uh, search for them on Instagram as well. So uh, text word tattoo to 39333. You'll be in the running for that. Guest wise, today, Mark Marin's going to be joining us. Yeah. Him. Awesome. He's going to be checking in about 820. We're going to do a uh, Zoom with him. Uh, his latest HBO special has been out for a little while now. And if you haven't seen it yet, you got to check it out. Mark Marin from Bleak to Dark. <laughs> it's really good. And he had some really cool things to say about us on his WTF podcast, very popular podcast. Uh, so we thank him for that. But we'll chat with him a little bit later on this morning. Uh, and in the meantime, we got some stuff to talk about in the way of uh, the entertainment news. And we have a stupid question on the way. So we'll take a quick break. Come back in a second and hope that you will spend your morning with us. We'll be right back. Yeah, we want to go for a ride in the car. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O-Organic or Open Nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash freshpass for program details. Service available in select areas. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our prize for the stupid question this morning, a pair of tickets, MMR, MMR presents Rival Sons, and it's the Dark Fighter Tour, and the record company is going to be on board cool. for that, too. And it will be Saturday, June 3rd at Franklin Music Hall. And the question I have for you this morning is, 
In the movie Legally Blonde, what magazine does L refer to as the Bible? Two one five two six three WMMR. Call if you know the answer. In Legally Blonde, what magazine does L refer to as the Bible? Give us a call. While you call in, we'll mention the birthdays being celebrated today on Pi Day, fourteenth day of March three fourteen. Uh, Billy Crystal is a Pi Day baby. Billy Crystal, the great Billy Crystal. Yep. What did I just see him in? He just appeared. Um... Was it in the 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 lead up to the Academy Awards? Yeah, was that Top Gun parody? Yeah, the Top Gun parody. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. so they they said uh, you were, for Jimmy Kimmel like you were our fourteenth choice, right? <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> Billy Crystal was hanging out in the hallway. Yeah, he was kind of like the Ice Man, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Billy Crystal. OG. And I can't find it anywhere. He did this one off comedy special for ABC that had some of the funniest skits. It wasn't in front of an audience. It was like re- recorded video vignettes. And I remember howling, and I can't find the goddamn thing. Uh, there's a great one-man show he did called 700 Sundays, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was just a couple of years ago that I just really absolutely love. Very touching, very funny, a uh, lot of great moments in that. But he's he's one of the all-time greats. He's uh, 75, so big birthday for him today. Uh, another one of the greats, Michael Caine. And if this is correct, he may be 90 years old today, if says Disputed. but All I he ever did was Jaws 4. Uh, <laughs> that would be a, a career, you know, a noble career. No, he's 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 actually not only is he considered one of the great actors, he teaches acting. He yeah. is, uh, that's one of his passions. Yeah. Uh, he was he, great as Alfred. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I really enjoyed him in that uh, in that series, in that run. Um, Cider House Rules. I mean, there are too many movies uh, to name, but... Let let us not forget some of the comedy, including uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is just wonderful. Uh, so he's 90 today. Uh, another person celebrating a 90th birthday today as well. One of the all-time greats, too, Quincy Jones. Wow. Uh, the conductor and composer. Is this We Are the World? Of course. Yes. Uh, too many things to mention. Uh, he's uh, you know a producer, an arranger, a, a pianist, and a, a trumpeter. He's He's done everything. He's, he's a, like a, a bona fide mega talent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just incredible. Yep. So he turns uh, 90 years old today. There comes there a time, time when we heed a certain call when the world must come together as one. Safe flight repair. Safe flight replace. <laughs> there are windshields broken. So happy 90th to Quincy Jones. Uh, Chris Klein, mm. the actor who we got to know in American Pie. Play it. Oh, wait. Uh, he was in American Pie? Had no oh, idea. yeah. Play yeah, it. He was. Had right. No idea. Uh, uh, this will take a second. Casey oh, will pull up his favorite moment from uh, the movie. Oh, here American we go. Pie. This is the part. Uh, here we go. Scooby Dooby Scooby Dooby 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 So good. Uh, yes, it was a cringeworthy moment in that I, movie. We saw that movie. I think we all saw that movie together. It was an advanced yeah. screening. Yeah, it uh, was. I, I want to say, Casey, what was that uh, movie theater in Springfield? Oh, the AMC Marple? I think that. Or no, no. Over, over No, not not AMC Marple. Right there at... Uh, at, at uh, Granite Uh no, not Granite Rum. Well, maybe we did see it at Granite Rum. I think Rumble. so, yeah. It was over that way. Okay. Uh, but anyhow, Scooby-Dooby. I remember when that movie... Dreams start tapping and you can't seem to find how you got there. Do you believe in magic? Scooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-Dooby-
Oh, uh, my God. I remember loving that movie, though, man, when it hit. Oh, yeah. It was hilarious. And it, Election is another great movie. He's oh, yeah. Into. I love that one. Uh, so he's 44 today. Prince Albert of Monaco. Okay, uh, is that what... Yeah, Prince Is that where the pierced uh, penis comes from? Yeah, what does that come from? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that... I, I don't think he is the step-off for the pierced penis. Okay. Because uh, he's only 65 years old. Right. So I think it's been and around... Washington longer. had a Prince Albert. But that is, that is a good question. George, George Washington oh, yeah. had a Prince wooden Albert? teeth and a Prince... It was a wooden Prince Albert, too. Wow. Yeah. It was the uh, original Washington <laughs> Monument. <laughs> uh, I do not know where that term came from. Be, I'd be interested to find out. Is, can you check that out, Nick? The origins of the penis piercing known as the Prince Albert. we got to find this out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is part of our investigative report series. Sorry, I was reading a note Casey wrote. And me. then but the Prince Albert in a can, what is that? That's an old it's it's a beer, right? Do you, uh, I thought it was a tobacco. Oh, is it a tobacco? tobacco? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he is, yeah, it would be like a phone prank. Do you have yeah. uh, Prince Albert in a yeah, Let your, him out. Is your refrigerator running? Yeah. Or chase it. Yep. Do you have 16-pound balls? Yeah. <laughs> How do you walk? Do you have frogs legs? Uh, Prince Albert of Monaco is 65. Uh, then we have, uh, Jamie Bell, the actor, uh, who played Billy Elliot in yes. the movie Billy Elliot. Uh, in Rocket Man, uh, the... Uh, Elton John biopic and musical, he plays Bernie Taupin in that. Uh, he's really good. Yeah. So he turns 37 today. Uh, Ansel Elgort. Yes. Um, actor, in... Divergent, Fault in Our Stars. West Side Story, is he not? Uh, is he... I believe, yeah. Yes. And Baby yeah. Driver, that opening scene where he's waiting for the, because uh, he's the getaway driver. Yes, the Baby for... Driver. It's Dude. Weird. Well, it's a right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also have uh, Grace Park, actress, uh, Steve Shoes in Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Hawaii Five-0. Gorgeous. Uh, she is 49 She's today. She's gorgeous. And then Steph Curry. Has his birthday today. It says Stephen Curry, but you wanted me to say Steph. Yeah, because it's not pronounced Stephen. It's like Stephen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, he turns uh, 35. I had that all my life because yeah. I'm S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Right. So I always get Stephen. Hey, uh, Nick, did you, there's a MCU birthday. Can you pull that up on your IMDb? Because the, the guy named. they were pretend characters. No, 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 no. Corey something or other. Or Corey Stoller. That guy. That it, guy. That's it, his birthday today. Ant-Man and Modoc. Oh, yeah, he plays Modoc in... He's uh, in Billions, too, right? The latest Ant-Man uh, film, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, he's a good actor. Uh, how old does he turn today? I do not know. Um, 47? Impressive, he's in one of your favorites. This is where I... Uh, this is where I leave, leave you. you. Yeah, he's, he's excellent in that. I love that movie, so... Um, all right, uh, did we find out about the, the Prince Albert, the uh, the yeah. I mean, there's a lot, of, a lot of myths associated with it, oh. but uh, there was an Albert that was the Prince Consort back in uh, 1819, the original Albert. Let's and go with that. So we're going to, yeah, you know what, let's just end it right there. <laughs> and did he have a pierced penis? He had pi- Pyrenees disease, is that how you say it? Oh, the uh, pierogies, a pierogies disease, where your penis looks like a pierogi? Uh, no, well, the, the no, bent you penis. You couldn't get a straight... Wang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a bent boner. I can't get a straight wang out yeah. of this guy. Yeah. And so he used the piercing. Let's finger on it. <laughs> he used the piercing to straighten his wang. Oh. Wow. And okay. uh, and then right. so the general public tried to tie down their penises to hide. No. You right. know what? I'm going to stop. Yeah, we yeah. can stop. Yeah. 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 stop it? Yeah. All right. I like straight wang as a band name, though. Straight wang. Kathy <laughs> yeah. Romano, I'm writing that down. Straight wang. Hang on a second here. We're just straight wanging it tonight. <laughs> Uh, straight wang that goes into the... You know who opens for them, Preston? Yeah. Nooch. Nooch! <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the super question, Legally Blonde. Uh, what magazine does L refer to as the Bible? 215-263-WMMR. We go to Joyce to see if we can get the answer. Good morning to you, Joyce. Good morning. All right, Joyce, lay it on us. What, uh, what book is the Bible? 
Cosmo. Cosmo, yes. Precisely. Hold on, Joyce. Got yourself some tickets. We're going to send you uh, to see Rival Sons, the Dark Fighter Tour with the record company and special guest Star Crawler. And that's going to be Saturday, June 3rd, Franklin Music Hall. Tickets are on sale now at AXS.com. Uh, we will begin with, I have a few follow-up Oscar stories. There yeah. always are. And we're going to lead with this one. Viewers were surprised to see uh, that actors such as Paul Servino, Leslie Jordan, and Anne Heche were left out of the In Memoriam segment at the Oscars on Sunday night. Didn't even occur to me as I was watching it that those are big names. Yeah. Even uh, Charlby Dean was missing from the segment, and she played the lead in Triangle of Sadness, which was nominated for Best Picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. she died young, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, Mira Sorvino commented on the lack of tribute to her father. She wrote, Paul Sorvino was one of the greatest actors in cinematic history in Hollywood. It is unconscionable that he would be left out of the in-memoriam segment of the Oscars. You know, it was um, wild person. They had a Ray Liotta... Yeah. Trib- they, they mentioned Ray Liotta, and they went from the small picture to a full screenshot of Ray Liotta getting out of prison in Goodfellas. And Paul Servino yeah. was in Goodfellas. She writes, it's a three-hour show. They can't give a couple of more minutes to get it right. Paul Servino Cervino- gave decades to this industry and was loved by all. And Paul's wife, Dee Dee, added, Paul was not only deserving, uh, was not the only deserving soul left out, and a QR code is not acceptable. Yeah, I mentioned that yesterday. The Academy needs to issue an apology, admit the mistake, and do better. Paul Servino deserves better. The audience deserves better. It is the Academy so jaded they forget people who are loved, who have given their hearts to this industry, she asks. It's When you had said Anne Heche, I was like, oh, no, she was in it. But then I'm, I think I'm thinking of the SAG Awards. Because yeah. they do an in, in memoriam, and she was definitely in that. I'm wondering if at this point they just don't get rid of it. I mean, you know, you so you... You mean just get rid the, of it? The in memoriam section. I mean, I, I personally... You're never going to do right by everybody. Right. right. It seems like every time they do it, they F it up. Is it mm. better to just get rid of it and say, we, we, you know, do a, a general performance without rolling yeah. out a roll call of all the people we lost this year? Just say you know who you are. Yes. Um, you know who you are. Or they could just do a better job. Yeah. yeah why yeah. yeah. Why they, they could just it up? do a better job. They've yeah. been at this for years. And yeah. how, how many years have we been reporting well, about always. the F- Every year. Every year. Yeah. In response to this criticism, the Academy released a statement that reads, the Academy receives hundreds of requests to include loved ones and industry colleagues in the Oscar in memoriam segment. An executive committee representing every branch considers the list and makes selections for the telecast based on limited available time. All the submissions are included <clears throat> on a frame and will remain on the site throughout the year. So they're saying, they're not saying, oops, we left them out. They're like, this is what Suck the committee it. decided on. Yeah. So, uh, Kihei Kwan said that his Goonies co-star Corey Feldman called him up before the Academy Awards kicked off uh, to wish him good luck. Uh, and in fact, I was watching... Um, Corey was uh, yeah. live streaming while the it was going on. It was actually really sweet. I thought the same thing. I loved I, it. I, listen, you know. <laughs> we beat up on Corey, but. I, I'm a Corey Feldman fan. I mean, there's yeah. stuff he's in that I really think he's great in, and I enjoy Corey Feldman. Obviously, I'm not a fan of the muse. Yeah, no, yes, that's I'm, the thing. Two but, of his movies are two of my favorite movies yes, of all time. He's really talented, dude, and this it was great to see this Goonies fraternity mm-hmm. yeah. existing all these years. Uh, speaking backstage to reporters, the 51-year-old actor Quan had said, was asked how he thought his former Goonies co-stars would react to his triumphant Hollywood return. <clears throat> Quan revealed that uh, he doesn't have to wonder. It turns out that many of his castmates 
have been supporting him on his journey to Oscar success. He said, right before this night started, Corey Feldman, one of my Goonies brothers, called. Uh, he had said in a backstage video. And uh, Feldman shared an emotional video to Instagram showing himself watching from home as Quan took the stage to deliver his acceptance speech. Meanwhile, Quan also said that he had been talking to Carrie Green, who played Andy in the film. Yeah. And oh. told audiences that uh, Jeff Cohen, who played Chunk, and got a shout-out in his acceptance speech, was even in the auditorium at the time. <laughs> Andy! Yeah. And Martha Plimpton as well, right? She reached out? I don't know if she was yeah. there, but yeah, she reached out. He said, of course, uh, Jeff Cohen who is my entertainment lawyer, is here tonight with me. He said he was in the audience, and that's why I wanted to thank him, because I love all of them so much. Uh, he previously revealed during a Hollywood Reporter Actors Roundtable discussion that Cohen had handed, handled his contract for everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, uh, that's wild. Following a career change, following his success as a child star. Uh, Quan also mentioned uh, his other uh, Goonies co-stars, Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, and Martha Plimpton, and said that uh, every single one of them is so happy. He said... Uh, we are always bonded. We are family forever. Goonies never say die. <laughs> That's now. so awesome. How great is that? I can't imagine that if you oh. were a kid, a child yeah. actor at that time, being on a set like the Goonie sets. Yeah. Like those, you know, oh, that must God. have been the greatest freaking time. A playground. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a giant playground with a giant water slide at the end. Like, and this where, octopus that no one saw. Yeah, but when they ended up in that uh, cave with the ship, I was like, because yeah. I love swimming, yeah. you know? I was like, I just want to <laughs> swim in that. It's so crystal clear water and the giant ship there. You yeah. can go off the water slide. And they got to do it. But I really feel like they could do a... Like a sequel now. It, they're working. I so know. Adam Goldberg from the Goldbergs has been working on, this is the rumor, and I haven't seen anything to say it's not happening, a sequel to The Goonies. Yeah. Can we, with all of this going on, with all these cast members yeah. we mentioned, we should reach out to Adam and see if yeah. he's got a status report for us. That'd be awesome. I, I mean, ask. when we say jump, Hollywood says how high. Well, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. We wield this power. How high are you? Uh, speaking <laughs> of, by the way, the Oscars, Tom Cruise skipped the award show on Sunday to, according to the Daily Mail, uh, to avoid awkward run-ins with uh, Nicole Kidman. Uh, Insider said the Top Gun Maverick star was not at the ceremony uh, due to his ex-wife being there following their bitter divorce over 20 years ago. Uh, of course, uh, Top Gun was nominated for the coveted Best Picture Award, six awards total. Is he still with Haley Atwell? I think that was the last word because they're in the new uh, Mission Impossible movie together. Not sure. Um, so sources close to Cruz claim his absence was not personal and was nothing more than scheduling difficulties, though they did not specifically the claim that it was connected to Kidman's presence. So a source had told the Daily Mail because mm-hmm. they didn't want to run at each other. So take that for what it is. Right. The Daily Mail. Uh, but Kidman walked the Oscars red carpet with um, her husband, Keith Urban. Um, Cruz was seen embracing Steven Spielberg at the February 13 luncheon, and Nicole was out from that event. So, although, so they trade on and off of who maybe, avoids who. Uh, although Cruz was not in attendance at the Oscars, producer Jerry Bruckheimer was set to accept the award if Maverick won the award for Best Picture. So they were going to have someone there who would have... Made sense to accept that award. By the way, uh, 2.1 million more people tuned into the Oscars on Sunday uh, than last year. 18.7 million people watched this year's show compared with 16.6 last year. It's an increase of 12%. Do you know anything really figures into that, Preston? As you said, if you have some skin in the game. It, yes. like, a lot of people saw, uh, you know, every... Avatar. Yes, or like Avatar, all those yeah. movies. It makes a and difference. Maverick. That's why they... Yes. Yeah. That's why they add those more popular movies to the list. Makes sense. Keep doing that. 
So Do more of that. The outlet reports this is still low in the grand scheme of Oscars history uh, with only 10.4 million tuning into the 2021 event. Uh, it is an improvement, though. Uh, so outside of the Oscars, I have some other things. How about this? Um, David Blaine. Haven't mentioned David that Blaine. name in a long time. Uh, dislocated his shoulder during his show in Las Vegas. That really hurt. Uh, the 49-year-old illusionist opened his David Blaine in Spades act at the Resorts World Theater in Sin City on Friday night by... I'm going to puke. ...jumping from a nine-story high scaffold into a pile of cardboard boxes. All right. But he landed badly, and crew members rushed to help him as it was revealed that he had injured himself. Ah! <laughs> he told his character. So, oh. God damn it! Listen to this. They attempted to pop the dislocated oh, shoulder man. back oh, into place, and when they failed, the oh. star actually asked if there were any doctors in the audience who could give it a go. What? Five medics rushed in to help. They were seen taking turns no, no. trying to push his shoulder back into the correct position. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> Before they joined forces and a team effort uh, sorted oh, the problem out and... And he continued the show no. after that. Oh, my God. But they he, got it back in place. It was out of socket. He's in very good shape. He always yeah. has been in very good shape. But I don't care how what kind of shape you are. Your shoulder's dislocated, and no. you have like seven or eight people pawing on you. Do trying you think to... it's part of the act? I think I if I was at that show, I you would think it was. Yeah, yeah. it was a part of the act. I, it would take me a long time to be convinced otherwise. Abracadabra. <laughs> A uh, statement from Resorts World uh, to the Las Vegas Review-Journal explained Mr. Blame was treated by doctors from the audience on stage in front of the assembled crowd where they successfully relocated his right arm as he experienced extreme pain and discomfort after a short, short delay. Uh, Blame was able to continue with the show in pain but in good humor. Uh, he later posted a video of the doctors working on his shoulder on his Instagram page along with the caption, Wow, that hurt. <laughs> Uh, he also added a clip of his jump, which showed him landing in the cardboard boxes, writing, I was a little off target. Um, so he added, luckily, five orthopedic surgeons were in the house. <laughs> it was a convention. Right. After finishing the show, he was treated to a standing ovation from the audience. But, uh, yeah. I'd like to see his uh, Vegas show. Yeah, well, I would, I, too. I saw him in at the tower, and I was going to say, um, because of, like, you know how, like, not dynamic he is? Of, right, of a yeah. personality. Dude, the show was great, and he was funny. You know, like, I mean, he's got that dry, you know, wit about him, but I really enjoyed the show, and it was a very engaging theatrical... I don't speak Portuguese. (laughs) (laughs) Waka, waka, waka. Usually, when you see an illusionist on stage, there's a lot of flair that needs to be big. That's why the big personalities succeed in that. You can be a, a talented magician but not necessarily be a stage personality right uh so the fact that you said that it was actually in, were they using a lot of lights and effects and it things wasn't like, that? like david Co- david david i'm nothing like david copperfield <laughs> david copperfield it wasn't that like right. huge and old yeah. style vegas but also it, i mean it was at the tower theater which yeah. is a smaller theater it's a smaller ish stage but i'm i was just surprised with how Engaging the show and the coverage was yeah. so they had the, they had screens going so you could see yeah, close I up. Don't remember. All right. I don't remember, but I, I was on the floor towards the back. I think I want to see like a like a these guys who do it. So I'd love to see Penn and Teller. Yeah, their show. You know, that's they're just they're, I, they're I the saw kings one of those. I, I feel like I saw them at the, the Academy of Music. I've you seen know? I've seen the specials, but yeah. I've never seen them in person. 
Uh, when I was a kid, I went to see, um, oh, man, who was one of the famous illusionists, Steve? Doug Henning. Doug Henning. Yeah. I, went, I would see Doug Henning a couple of times. I did enjoy magic as a kid. It's magic. It's cool. Yeah. It, was, it, it was cool seeing that stuff live. I want to go to that magic castle in L.A. Yeah. Uh, it's very cool. Yeah. 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 But you have to be invited, right? Like You, you do. Go you with do. somebody. By the Pope. Yeah. What? All right, on uh, Countdown to Oscars 95, the red carpet live Sunday, Ryan Seacrest's last day on live, and Kelly and Ryan was revealed uh, to be April 14th. Uh, Mark Consuelos also shared that he will be stepping in to co-host the show with his wife, Kelly Ripa. Uh, Ripa! And, and that'll be on April 17th. Um, but uh, Ripa said, uh, nothing will change between the three of us. It's just Ryan will get to have his coffee later, she said. So that is going to be at April 14th. I'm a, I'm a, do you like Marco Suelos? I love Marco uh, I think he's really good. I just hope that, uh, because they, they're such a, a great couple. They're so cute. They actually talk about how, you know, Hollywood right. relationships t- typically break up, and theirs didn't. They've been together since they were very young, and I just... Can't imagine work, it, living together yeah. and working together. I just right. hope that everything stays the same. Oh, you think that it might? Uh, I don't know. I'm just, ruin I want, them? just I want to kill I you. <laughs> I hope it stays the same. Hey, they got their little mugs of coffee. I hope you choke on that. <laughs> uh, in a recent interview with Variety, Dwayne Johnson commented on uh, Henry Cavill's DC exit, uh, despite returning as Superman in Black Adam. He said it's almost like. When you have a pro football team and your quarterback wins championships and your head coach wins championships and then a new owner comes in and says, not my coach, not my quarterback, I'm going to go with somebody new. Yeah. Oh, he does not like the fact that he won't be there. Was anybody else thrown off by Dwayne Johnson's appearance at the Oscars the other night? Turned off? Uh, no, just like, um, I don't know. There was something weird about his appearance. Like He looked uh, like he was, had has turned into a giant cartoon. <laughs> I don't know. I like this. I like this. Satiny peach. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah. You know what I saw? I saw yeah. the movie. Is it the uh, the Tooth Fairy movie? Mm-hmm. If you look at him in that Tooth Fairy movie, he's big, but he ain't big like he is big now. Mm-hmm. And usually, when you get older, you get less big. Right. And so it's like I don't know what he's taking or what he's doing, but you look at him and he looks. Again, he's like normally this athletic guy. Yeah, I'm a he, fan and everything. Yeah. I just had something about when he walked out on stage. I was like, I, th- I think this guy's a cartoon now. He and uh, Emily Blunt did that movie together, right? The the uh, right, it was like, yeah. a, like a, a sort of like an African queen kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the the river, the river uh, comedy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have here for you. According to Page Six, Kate Bosworth and Justin Long made their red carpet debut Ooh. Sunday. Uh, at the Vanity Fair after party following the Oscars. Uh, the Blue Crush actress was wearing a diamond ring on her left uh, hand. What are we thinking? Sending fans into a frenzy about the pair being engaged. <laughs> was uh, Steven Singer mentioned at all during I, their... I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he was. Uh, they have reportedly been together since December of 2021. So, we'll but there was a frenzy. <laughs> there was a bit <laughs> of a frenzy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, because of the Steven Singer ring, it was made of argentium. Uh, Austin Butler and his ex-girlfriend, Vanessa Hudgens, were spotted outside the same Oscars after-party on Sunday. That's a good ex. Uh, in a video obtained by Entertainment Tonight, Hudgens can be seen looking at her phone as she walks past Butler, who is with Sharon Stone, as he waves to cameras. She's a phone looker, Preston. Both Butler and Hudgens <laughs> appeared to notice one another, but they did not interact. Hmm. Uh, the pair were together for more than eight years, but they seem to be kind of avoiding each other, according to this particular. Everybody's point. avoiding each other. Yeah, uh, Seth Rogen. He was at the Oscars. He was, Who was uh, he avoiding out by uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know, but he was. Uh, he has discussed how not having children has affected his life and career. Um, it was on a recent uh, podcast he was interviewing. He said that uh, 
that has helped me succeed as well, definitely. I explained that uh, he has more time and energy to focus on work. He said there's a whole huge thing I'm not doing, which is raising children. Uh, He commented on his relationship with his wife, Lauren Miller. He said some people want kids, some people don't want kids. Honestly, you just are told you go through life, you get married, you have kids. That's what happens. And me and my wife, uh, neither of us were like that. Honestly, the older we get, the more happy and reaffirmed we are with our choice uh, to not have kids. Aren't his pot plants his kids? They probably are. He probably names them. (laughs) Uh, He said, we are in the prime of our lives. We are smarter than we've ever been. We understand ourselves more than we ever have. And we have the capacity to achieve a level of work and a level of communication and care for one another and a lifestyle that we can live with one another uh, that we've never been able to live before. So they're happy. For them. They're ready to talk about it. I was right. going to bed last night. And I turned knocked up on that was my go to bed movie. Yeah, last yeah. Night. I just they needed to like the the casting on that was was terrible, and they either needed to recast him with a more attractive actor or her with a less attractive actress. Well, that was all part of it as well. Is that she? It was it was a, a, a lapse in judgment that actually worked out. Yeah. So he's he's the ugly duckling, but she finds out he's more substantive. That. So. You know, it it just it's, kills it for you. It, because when she elects to stay at the bar right. as her sister leaves, she wasn't that intoxicated yet. Right. She needed right. to be a lot more hammered and to then, get with Seth Rogen. And then what sister is going to leave her little sister at a club with these... You know, I, anyway. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. a comedy, yeah. <laughs> I never saw it. You know, it's oh, a, no, you never saw it? Uh-uh. It's okay. I think it's okay. I love it. I thought it was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. But what you have is a who's who of everyone who would be in that stable of Apatow performers. I was kind of burnt out at that point of that troupe. Oh, oh, really? Because that was one of the early ones. But you loved uh, This is 40, and that's like a non-sequel sequel to this. So Knocked Up came out, and and uh, Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann are in that movie as Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann's character in uh, This is 40. So when they made that sequel, it was those two characters again. I... Okay, I just never saw it. Yeah. You, should, you should watch it. Okay, I think right now. Like don't, 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 don't do that. Yeah, I'll do be that. right back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, and did you ever watch Bridesmaids? Yes. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, all right. Okay. Yes. Very funny movie. Yeah, yeah. That was like a prequel, an unofficial prequel. To, was it? To, no, to, what? Yeah, it's a Seabiscuit. <laughs> yeah, it's a Seabiscuit. <laughs> no one really saw the connection. They never but, explained yeah. the horse. Uh-huh. Yeah. The people who get it, get it. But the, yeah, the, that horse that's with them all the time is Seabiscuit. <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa is giving the fans what they want uh, while promoting the clothing line So Ill. So Ill, man. Instagram video. So Ill. He wore a traditional Hawaiian malo. And he said, check it out. It matches the shoes. And he was talking about his T-shirt before he walked away with his butt completely exposed. Uh, fans, he likes Samoan couture. Uh, fans were not disappointed. One user wrote 1.6 million views and 1.5 million of them were me. I, so I, loving it. I really like Jason Momoa. He's great. Uh, he is um, uh, this new Aquaman movie, though. The same director, James Wan. I, I enjoyed the, the original Aquaman movie. Uh, but this one is apparently having all sorts of issues and recuts. And, uh, really? Yeah. yeah. Wait, I forgot to tell you guys this. Back <laughs> Did to you make Jason Momoa? No, no. Back to things that uh, we've never seen. Uh, <laughs> I started watching The White Lotus. Oh. Okay. It's, so, it's so good. There right, you go. go. Yes. Yeah. I, I love it. And I think, Press, I think you had said to me, watch it. You're going to like it. This is like right up your alley. It, it is. And I really, really like how it. How many episodes in? Uh, I, I did the first season. So oh, okay. I just start. I, I, I put the second season on last night and then got interrupted. I think so I you might start. Like the second season even a little bit more. Yeah, I okay. Do. Yeah, right, I think cool. you're, you're not going to leave your luggage unattended anymore, are you? <laughs> do you think 
he really did that, or was that CGI? Uh, you would be uh, impressed no, to don't tell an actor to take a dump. He would really do no. that. I have a feeling that they, uh, the union might have an issue with that or something. <laughs> Your heart breaks for him because he's, he's just at that oh, the bottom, and he just oh, it might happen. He says he tried. Yeah, he did. He did. Yes. And why do you have sympathy for that guy and not the guy whose bag got? I do. Well, okay. that guy was also I kind. Do. Of, he, was he was also kind of a dick, but, but he, he was. He, but he got screwed over yeah. in the room, and it, that was anyway. A point. Yeah. yeah, we should. We'll break discuss it off air. <laughs> I have a couple other things to get to. Uh, so, The Last of Us, the season finale, came to a close on Sunday. Uh, and the, and it was amazing. The show is fantastic. I am going to be shocked <clears throat> if both of them don't score Emmys, yeah. especially Bella Ramsey. Yes, she's Holy amazing. Holy hell. Speaking of her, The Last of Us Part Two, the game, jumps ahead five years after the explosive ending of the first game. And as a result, some fans have called for the show to recast Bella Ramsey. To show the difference between 14-year-old Ellie and 19-year-old Ellie. But the show's creators, Craig Mazin and Neil uh, Druckmann, uh, confirmed at a press conference that Ramsey is going to reprise her role in season two, confirming uh, that they're not going to recast Ellie. And by the way, they're not jumping right to the second game, are they, in the second they, season? No, I don't there's know more, how there's, there's more in the story. first game. Yeah, yeah. So he said, uh, Mazin said, um, we know what we're going to do in terms of costume and makeup and hair, but more importantly, we also know the spirit and soul of the actor. Mazin pointed out, uh, the fans previously complained that Ramsey didn't look enough like Ellie when she originally joined the cast, but... He knew that they'd come around because of her performance. He said, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Watch. Just watch what happens. Shut up. Um, and, and he said, now they know. So in you that know. in this final episode, I'm not going to give it no spoilers, the woman giving birth is the original Ellie. Ellie. Yeah, from the, from from the, the game. From the game. Yes. Uh, I also... Okay, hang on a second. Was she saved by Captain America in the first Avengers? Was she the waitress? She, I don't know. She very well might be. She's the one that gets on TV and says, Maybe. they they, yeah. Yeah, they helped me. She was. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah, that's her. Well, that's cool. She's, she's a good actress. She's yeah. great in this uh, in this final episode. Do you know who's I mean, really wonderful. good? Again, no spoiler alerts. The baby. Uh, like, yes. I don't know what they were doing or if they were, like, electrocuting it to get it to do the right things, but yeah. it was well, pretty impressive. They, she had said, I watched the the after yeah. uh, episode, they used multiple babies. Okay. You uh, have to, okay. Uh, to get the one that, that behaves just right, but it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but, um, yeah, that show, that show is amazing, and I will, I, I, I will easily, I've already watched a few of the episodes more than once, I'll I think, go back and watch the whole thing again. I think I'm going to get... Claire into it, my wife into it because she, she it's not I got Rochelle into it. Yes, I, I think now that I've I've vetted it. Yeah, um, you know, because she was with me uh, uh, on the Walking Dead and then had to just tap out. But I think this is I think this is more manageable for yeah. that. Andrea yeah. has to watch it separately from me because she has to pause it and <laughs> because it gets to her so much. But she's so into it, and I'm like, well, can we just watch it together? And she's just like, flat out, no. So I go, I have to go downstairs and watch it by myself. <laughs> And then she comes down like a couple hours later, and then she watches it by herself. <laughs> and I, it's like we're I, watching it at the same time, but we're not watching it at the same time. Yeah. It kind of it kind of throws me off a little bit. At least you guys can talk about it. I, you know, as somebody who's watched all of The Walking Dead, this is nothing like The Walking. Yeah, Dead. I agree. I mean, yeah. So if you are it's more like off, The Last of Us, yeah, no. Yeah. But if you are turned off by you know uh, zombie 
shows, movie genre stuff. This this is really this is, is a lot different. It's got yep. a lot more heart to it. Agreed. Well said, sir. Uh, the by the way, the Chernobyl creator, uh, the the guy that was mentioned, Mason. Um, uh, went on to say that the second season will be different to the game in the same way uh, that the first season took the story in different directions at so, times as well. So to be honest, I hope that they do that because I want to live more in this world with these guys for a bit. Right. Uh, you know, you you play The, the Last of Us, I guess. I heard the second one wasn't so good either. I wasn't a fan. Yeah, I I, I talked to no Carter said that. Yeah, a couple other people. I'm sorry, and they they make one call in the second game that I'm like, why did you do that? (laughs) All right, and then uh, one last story, and then we'll move on to the clips. Uh, I want to talk about Lost, the show. Oh. The one that was very, very important to us as a, all as right, a radio all program. Right. Okay. This okay. Is, this is, uh, listen, there's wonderful memories, and then there's one or two not-so-good memories. Well, there's a new documentary called Getting Lost that is said to encapsulate the whole experience for both nostalgic fans and people who don't know too much about it. Uh, directed by Taylor Morden, uh, who's the guy who did The Last Blockbuster. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, Getting Lost will cover every aspect of the hit series from its landmark production start back in 2004. God, we, we, that was a, a, a linchpin of our show for it a number was. of years. We all love that show. I remember when I watched the episode, I remember coming in the, the next day and saying, Preston, they're on this island, but it seems like there's something else there. And then everyone started, started watching and it was, uh, it, it just took off. Uh, and again, I will never regret that wonderful journey that we went on for those many years. Yeah, I loved it. And by the way, I'm talking to the director right now about getting uh, the show represented in the documentary. Good. I was hoping that we, somebody would yeah, mention well, it. Marissa because... turned me on to him, and then I reached out to him okay. via uh, Instagram DMs, and we've been corresponding. So Excellent. Uh, back in 2004, Lost held the title of most expensive pilot episode ever made on TV. Uh, to how fans responded to it with forums, theories, and through examination of episodes, sometimes frame by frame. The documentary also won't shy away, shy away from discussing the backlash of the show's final episodes, which still angers hordes of fans to stay. Uh, in an official statement, Morton shared his excitement about the documentary and teased that it will also be a celebration of the series' accomplishments. He said, Lost was a show that meant so much to so many people, including me. It came at a time when we all still gathered around the TV week to week yes. to find out what would happen next. And I want to make the film that celebrates the impact of the show and they had on pop culture. The, the landscape examines the missteps and perhaps uh, reveals the true meaning of Lost. Love it or hate it, Lost was a pivotal show and paved the way for the new golden era of television that we all know and love today. And it was created by uh, and produced by David Lindelof and Jerry Lieber and J.J. Abrams. So we had Harold Pirino on the show, and he was promoting um, a show that I am watching. I watched the first season and loved uh, called From. Mm-hmm. And I asked him specifically, and he knew, uh, you know, because he was on Lost. I said, can you, can you give me some confirmation that we really know where we're going with this? And he said, absolutely he appreciates, and as many of the cast members are probably just sick to death of hearing how people felt that they, they didn't get the ending that they wanted. But again, for all those years, remember that when stuff was rolling out and the shark goes by with the Dharma symbol on it, you're like, uh-huh. oh my God! I know, I know. Charlie <laughs> on the boat. I mean, Oh like, my, yes. Uh-huh. The, first, the first four seasons of that show were some of the best television ever. And then they just, they didn't know where they wanted to end it. But yeah. we got that. We got those years, and I, I, I'll never regret, I'll never and we regret got, it. We got Michael Giacchino out of that, too. I mean, he did the music live scored for all of those episodes. We used to talk to Terry O'Quinn all, yeah. the, time. all the time. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're going to roll through the clips now. Growing up Amish... 
not for everyone. And though some leave, others make the choice to return to Amish. That's the name of the show. In this clip, Kate Stoltz talks about her rebellious Amish life. Leaving the Amish is never one specific moment. It's usually a buildup of, you know, decisions and actions that are taken. Um, You know, when I moved out of my parents' house, I was 18. But before then, I had a radio. I was, you know, hanging out with my friends and we would go bowling. and We would do things that we weren't supposed to do. Oh, shut up, woman. Uh, return to Amish returns to TLC tonight at 10 p.m. What was the one? What, TLC also had that series where they were on Rumspringer. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't remember what yeah. it was called. All right, here's the next clip. Philadelphia fans knew the struggle of trying to get Super Bowl tickets all too well. We weren't alone. Here, Burt Kreischer talks about his ticket-buying experience for the big game in Arizona. Four shows. Uh, guys, it's a little treat. Super Bowl tickets on me. Good seats. $125,000. Uh, Chrysler's special Razzle Dazzle is out on Netflix today, by the way. And we're talking to Bert tomorrow? Uh, Thursday. The day after tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. All right. And that's it. That's the last stop on the entertainment train for you. It was you a train. Right now. It's a love train. I would like to give away a pair of passes for a movie screening we have tonight. It is John Wick, Chapter 4. We'll take caller number 19 at 215-263-WMMR. By the way, it's at UA King of Prussia at 7 p.m., so don't call if you can't go. Uh, I'll have some more of those tickets to give away before the show is up. And John Wick Chapter 4 is only in theaters and IMAX on March 24th. So we're getting you in well in advance of that. So yeah. let's get you on board. We're going to take a break. Mark Marin is going to be joining us a um, little over an hour from now. About 8 to 8.15, 8.20 or so. We'll be back in a sec. Hang out. It's MMR's Local Shots. Artists of the Month. Hailing from Fishtown, it's Velvet Rouge. the air every Wednesday at 630 with your host Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family and the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So we want to send you to Universal Orlando Resort. And starting on Monday, March 20th, you need to listen every day next week to the Preston and Steve Show at 8 a.m. And it's for our photo hunt challenge. You can get the clue on air and then check out the photo gallery at WMMR.com. you be the correct number caller later in the show and correctly identify the photo and answer from that morning's clue and you could win a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. And you can go to WMMR.com for more information. So we give away the first trip on Monday morning as we broadcast from Universal Studios. 
And then when we come back, each day, we're going to give away another trip through the rest of the week. Yay, yay, yay. I'm so excited about yes. this because both you and I have, have been and done the whole park and had such an amazing time. And when you know you're giving something that's sensational to someone, mm-hmm. it gets you very excited. Yeah. And this I'm, will rock your world. And I just can't wait to personally go back there yeah. again. I've only been one time. Right. I had a blast, and I can't wait to do it again. I'm so excited for this. So uh, we're getting set for that, and that is this week. Uh, today is Pi Day. <laughs> it is March uh, 14th. So today happens to be the day that coincides with that mathematical constant. And I'm playing this because uh, it's Cherry Pie is the song. So I'll give it a second. So, Alright. So besides that I, I do have a question about uh, three point one four. All right, um, what is that most used for? Um, sex is for sex. Yeah, yeah. It's, really, it's the, yeah. it's the combinations when you have friends over and you are swingers. Okay, I yeah. did not know that. No, I mean it's uh, is it, it it's used in engineering, right? In, yes, and, uh, and that's that's about where I stop. Yeah. Geometry, yeah. geometry is probably where it's used most. Preston, right, but I didn't know if, if there's a um, a practical aspect. Well, mathematicians need to eat. Oh, so that's where the pie comes. You know from. what? I, cool. I, I have no. My sister's a math teacher. She teaches honors math. She's been, you know, and she loves math. I mean, listen. In order to be a math major in college, you have to love it. Yes. And so, Pi Day, her, my buddy Jesse, like they're both math teachers. Um, they they go crazy for this day. I don't understand the significance. So I yeah, and so the one pr- thing that comes to mind that's a practical use of it in the movie um, Castaway. Yes. With Tom Hanks. Uh-huh. He's trying to figure out how large of an area they're going to have to search. He's, mm-hmm. he's kind of doing the math. He's like, alright, we flew for X amount of hours. Right. This amount of time, that's about we were going this fast. It's about this size. And he goes, you multiply that, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, times pi. Uh-huh. And that gives us a search area of, and he's like, that's twice the size of Texas. So he was able to use that mathematical equation yeah. in a practical sense to figure out something. I've always seen it as almost sort of a parlor trick with mathematicians that they try to, they calculate pi out to the yeah. furthest. Dig- as so, far as they can go. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of the deal. I can I can safely say that I don't think I've ever used pie for anything other than eating purposes. Right. So I um but you always see it employed. Sure. Yeah, it's it's a constant and yeah. it's a, it's it's a it's an important uh piece of mathematics. I just don't uh hang on a second. Let me go to let's get Lou on the line here. Hey oh, Lou, good morning. Oh, oh, oh Lou's a mathematician. Yeah. You wait a minute. Hang on. Who's Lou? Lou, you can explain pie to us? Yes, sir. And wh- why, do, why do you have this knowledge? I am a conglomerate of useless knowledge. <laughs> of useless knowledge. Right. Wow. Okay. okay. All right, Lou. Okay. Explain. So, pi is the ratio of the diameter of a, a circle. Okay. So if you get a circle and draw a line straight across, pi is 3.14 that... <sighs> Straight line across. All right. Wait, wait, wait. He cut off. I couldn't hear that. Yeah, repeat that if you could. Okay. Uh, That uh, pi is the ratio of the circumference of a circle, any circle. Doesn't matter what size it is or anything. If you draw a straight line across a circle, then the circumference of it is 
2.14 times that. Ah, okay. So the diameter is the line straight across the middle, equal halves the circle, and you multiply yes. the length of that times 3.14, and that will give you the circumference, which is all the way around the circle. By the way, I'd like to yeah. right now announce I'm working on a script called Good Lou Hunting. Good Lou. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Steve. But, but, I mean, how can that be the case if 3.14 is not the complete number? It's magic. Oh. Well, well it, it starts it, after that. It gets so minuscule, so tiny. You know what I mean? I that, do. that it would be only if you need to, only if your, your calculations need to be so exact yeah. down to a absolute minute tiniest little bit. If you're building a rumpus room for an electron, maybe you've got to deal with this. Maybe so. Uh, Lou, how's your family doing? You sent us an email the other day about uh, your niece, I believe. Yeah, my my niece and nephew that had a a baby a couple weeks ago, and uh, he's still fighting. They did find some damage to his thalamus. Oh, man. And uh, they had him on phenobarbital to help with seizures, and I think that made him lethargic. So he's going to Nemours um, this week up in uh, AI Dupont, and yep. you know, we're just praying that he keeps making uh, strides. He well, is, you know, being a baby, they said they keep producing more cells and more cells. Okay. So hopefully he can rebuild that. All right. Nemours is a great hospital. Yeah. So yeah. All right, Lou. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks for calling in. All right, Chris. All, All the right, best, guys. bud. See you later. Who's Lou? Who's Lou? Oh, Good Lou hunting. Oh man. Um, so, all right, outside of the mathematics, uh, this is a uh, clearly a day to enjoy various pies. And I think also, Preston, if you stop and think about it, 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 it also sets up that dynamic if we're talking sweet and or savory. I mean, That's correct. What so kind of pie are we talking? You can find various deals today on not only your sweet dessert pies, but also pizza pies. Oh, I okay. love I love both. I do you know too. what I don't like? What? Chicken pot pie. <gasps> I know. All right. I just Preston, have, hold his arms back. <laughs> You're mine. The, I love a good chicken pot a, pie. A good chicken pot pie is different than what that crap is you get in the freezer section of your supermarket. Why are you even there? Yeah. That's where the, the, the hoods hang out. No, but I've made homemade chicken pot pie, and I loved that. But the f- stuff you get in the freezer section. A restaurant that makes wow. it from scratch? Yeah. It's a little uh, slice of heaven. I never hated those things and the little tin thing yeah, when I, I was a kid. It. The only thing I didn't like about them, took a freaking hour to cook those things. Yeah. yeah. And then you'd pull it out and it takes 45 minutes for it, for to, it cool. to cool off so you don't scald your mouth. Because you basically created a nuclear reactor. It's lava in a tin pan. But uh, no, I never I never hated those. You'd uh, never liked them, huh? And you know what else I don't like? What? Shepherd's pie. Oh what? God. I know, I know. I After feel like a I shepherd sh- gives his life, you still don't <laughs> eat. It's disgusting. They look great. I just don't like the taste. Chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. I miss that. <laughs> I miss that a lot. Uh, we make shepherd's pie all the time in my house. Mm. I love it. I definitely. Love it. And whenever like uh, Irish pub comes in, mm. uh, yeah. I think they make like a Guinness yeah. based uh, shepherd's pie. It's fantastic. I'll Classic. try one of your chicken pie. I mean, one of your shepherd's pies. Uh, by the way, I did see a chart. It was uh, the numbers were crunched by Google Trends. Oh, they're good numbers crunchers. The most popular pies, state by state. Interesting. Uh, and so <laughs> I wrote a list of these, just trying to guess the other night. I'm sure I missed a lot of them. So uh, it's. There's only a handful of pies that are, you know... Oh, that are selected from? Well, yeah, that, that people really find... Uh, yeah, so so essentially, in the country, uh, the most popular pies are apple pie, pumpkin pie, 
and sweet potato pie and pecan pie, which I, I don't call it pecan pie. Some people do pecan. call it that, but yeah. I call it pecan pie. So I grew up in the south or lived in the south for a I while. I do like a good pecan pie. pie. I do too, uh, but it is, man, is it sugary. Ooh. It's only, but Preston, it's only 14,000 calories a slice. Oh, who cares? Yeah. So, You're eating pie. Just enjoy uh, it and don't worry about the numbers. Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware uh, all choose apple pie as the most yeah. searched pie. That's what they're, uh, you know, Lord knows what they're this. doing with it. <laughs> um, and then uh, you have, uh, uh, in fact, the majority of the states seem to be apple pie, but then uh, well, pump, pumpkin pie follows in after that. I love pumpkin pie. I do too. I love lemon meringue pie. Yes. I love Boston cream pie. But if you could only have one pie for the rest of your life, I'm going to, I might have to default. To blueberry pie. Mmm. Yeah. That's surprising. And yeah. I love blueberry pie. Yeah. I do. Uh, I'd have to go with apple. Apple's just got a little bit of everything in it. Do you know the me, problem? That makes me happy. And I do adore apple pie. It it really is, um, it has to be done right. And I, I've had more poorly prepared apple pies than I have blueberry pies. Yeah. And um, I used pie to establish that ratio. I'm going to come back to that. Speaking of the pie ratio, Steve wants to correct something that Lou had said. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, am I in the air? You're yeah. on the air, buddy. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> What's up, dude? I like turtles. Matt Damon. He's going to them all. <laughs> We're going to be so here listen. all day. Yes. Lou hit it right but wrong. Okay. A ratio requires two numbers. He said that pi is the ratio of a circle's circumference. That's not correct. Hi, I'm going to read this, is the ratio of a circle's circumference to its diameter. Okay. So you have to have that second number. Pi will tell you the circumference of a circle. Uh-huh. Pi is, uh, I'm sorry, the circumference is 2 times pi times the radius. The area of a circle is pi times the radius squared. Okay. Okay, the so, radi- the radius is is from the center of the circle to the the, to the, arc. the edge of so it. Keeps your house warm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a radiator. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, all right. Now there, I, here's the equation in song, Preston. Chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. Now I yeah, got it. Now I got it. All right, Steve. Thank you. Appreciate so, it. Okay. I, I know you didn't finish everything, but uh, we don't really care. We don't care. Uh, and we won't understand it anyway. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> I mean, I can go read Shakespeare to a turtle, but it's not going to make a difference. Ask us again what pie is in five minutes, and nobody in this room will remember. <laughs> I, I will. It'll be difficult for me to remember Nick's name. <laughs> so with this, uh, the the national the, the the pies by state. You had apple pie, pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie. What's the most exotic pie for a state? Pecan pie, peanut butter pie, and then only one state, and I believe it might have been Tennessee. Uh, their most searched pie was chess pie. What has anybody don't ever those heard? Pieces make you choke of chess pie before. Can you go back for a second though? I don't. I've never heard. I don't think of a peanut butter pie. Oh, yeah, that, that's the only pie I'll eat because it doesn't have cooked fruit in it. Oh my god! <laughs> you, what, about, what about a Boston cream pie? Uh, no, I'm not a Boston cream pie. What about pie chocolate fan? cream pie. Oh, chocolate, chocolate cream pie. pie. Coconut cream pie. pie. Um, Ooh, I hate. Listen, I love chocolate cream pie. My mom used to make a chocolate pie, and it was just, mm, I, 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 would, yeah, I could devour the whole damn thing. You ever have, no. you ever have cheesecake have pie? 
Uh, I want to say, isn't that, oh, cheesecake? Isn't that just we, cheesecake? We talked about that one well, time. It's a different, it's it's cheesecake basically within within a pie, a pie crust. crust. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are great. Oh, my God. Uh, but yes, a good chocolate cream pie. Mm. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's going to be a regular Saturday night thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steve, what's that um, restaurant or diner? It's right by, uh, it's right across from Chestnut Hill College off of Germantown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the greatest peanut butter pie ever. Yes. Um, you know, right, I drive by right, it all the time. Right at the, the head of that yeah, trail. Yeah, yeah. Right, Does it just taste like uh, like peanut butter cups? Is that like the filling? No, no, because sometimes it's it doesn't premium, have... Right? That's like a... Sometimes it doesn't have chocolate in it. Like, you can do chocolate and peanut butter, but sometimes yeah. it's just peanut butter. I didn't know that, Kathy. Hey. Yeah, Steve, you have to try it. All right. So when you do go to those diners, and so many of those diners have a... Patrons? Dis- no, no. They have a uh, display case of right. baked goods. Do they bake those there, or are those baked off-site and then just put into <sighs> that little... I think some of them are baked there. I don't know. Uh, you know, Where is this? Any it, it, diner diners in go. general, he's saying yeah. when they have a fully stocked bakery selection, is it the diner? Is, are they making it on location or are they bringing it in from another location? I don't know. Yeah, because they all have like those, they look like Sesame Street cupcakes, you I, know? I, I, I'm never really that satisfied with diner baked goods. Like, for example, their chocolate chip cookies are invariably like, um, like a, like pie crust yeah. with a chocolate chip shot into them with a shotgun. Right. There's no, there's, it's not a classic Wait, chocolate cookie. All right, hold on. A couple of things. What the hell is a Sesame Street cupcake? All right, when you, when you see Thank a picture you. of it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It is a cupcake that has uh, red or blue jimmies on it and then eyeballs, and it looks like Grover or Elmo. That's a character uh, face. Right, yeah. A character okay. face. Okay. Yeah. And then also, I looked up... It's like chest- the su- succession cupcakes. Chess pie uh, is similar to... I say pecan, not Preston, unlike right. you, but yeah. it's similar to that... Without the nuts is what it says. Really? So well, it's, that, like it's that almost gelatinous yes. stuff mm-hmm. just as a pie? Because I was reading here, it seemed kind of like a butter pie. Butter pie. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like uh, butter, sugar, eggs. Oh. Like that's all that's in it. Yeah, Person, vanilla. The butter wouldn't melt, so he put it in the pie. I know. I was thinking of that, too. In <laughs> fact, butter pie. Butter pie? What's a pie? <laughs> the butter wouldn't melt, so he put it in the pie. Uh, that's from a song, for those okay. who do not know. Uh, it's Paul McCartney's <laughs> song. Uh, Uncle Admiral... Uh, wait, Uncle Albert, Admiral Halsey. Um, let me go to some calls here real quick, and then, I'm, then I have another list of, of pies that were on this. Uh, I'm going to go to Linda. Hi, Linda. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Linda. What's up? First time caller ever, but uh, oh. Acme makes Acme Market to make their own chicken pot pies. Really? Chicken yeah, pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. They have the leftover rotisserie chicken, so they make Oh, and now you're talking my language. Yeah. Well, that... I recommend you try them, and they're only, what, six-something a piece, you know, a pie. Okay. Well, that's that you. That's one of the critical elements in case you, when you have an inferior chicken pot pie, a lot of times you're using inferior chicken. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you, you want you want real, you know, chunks also, of chicken and... like fresh vegetables, yes. not the frozen ones. And... Yeah, they've got veggies in there and peas in Whole there. Whole damn deal. So Thanks. I recommend them, and you know, and, and sometimes they won't have them simply because they didn't have any leftover chicken. And any That's the world I, we live in. Thank you, Linda. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Steve, the diner's Bruno's. Bruno's. Okay. Bruno's. All right. Yeah, that's like a big, the, oh, obviously, when you have a college mm. sitting right next to you, they, yeah. that's where they all go. We don't talk about Bruno's. <laughs> no? Uh, let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hi, Mike. And Gorski. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me it was her birthday the other day on the 11th. Every other day is her birthday. But may the Gorski with you. May 4th is when we celebrate. Yes. Anyway, what's up, dude? Yes. 
Hey, so uh, last year I had the best chicken pot pie in the area. You guys cannot go forward with your lives until you have <laughs> Curly's Comfort Foods in Levittown, PA. Okay. Curly's Comfort Foods in Levittown, PA. Kathy, that's in your area. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't yeah. know this. Have you? I've heard of Curly's. I've, I've heard of, I thought Curly's Short was like Curly's. a chain, though. Or no, I'm thinking of the French fry place. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, so, so they so, also have... They also have amazing cheesesteaks. You have to get their cheesesteak. You have to get their chicken pot pie. And they make a beef pot pie. I like the idea. I like beef pot pies, too. Do you like but it as much? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. It's it's the best I've ever had. All right. Mike, I'm you're about to say, it. here's the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's the thing. Um, you can get it. You go there. You order it. You can get it pre-made. Or they can, they can give it to you. Like half cooked, you just go home and stick it in the oven. Okay, oh, right. I like that option. Thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate it, buddy. Preston, yep. your amazing, beautiful wife just sent me a recipe for Mom's Kentucky Derby pie. Oh, okay. So is that it's made with that... horse? <laughs> oh, I don't want that. Then if it was donkey, Ooh, this, these horse chunks are great. Do people eat donkey? Uh, <laughs> I haven't had that in ages. I don't even remember what what's. You better, you better win this race. Or you're ending up in a pie. Uh, it is. A lot of butter, as you can imagine. Um, Cornstarch bourbons in it. Mm. Uh, chopped walnuts. Uh, a bunch of chocolate chips. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if this Man was... Man of War. Uh, <laughs> uh, Seabiscuit. Uh, hang on. I'm going to go to Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. Says you live in Tennessee. Yes, I do. I'm a Philly native. Moved to Tennessee um, for my daughter. And uh, my fiance... Uh, when we first got together, she knew all about, like, southern cooking, of course, chicken and dumplings, uh, yeah. biscuits and gravy. She told me this thing about chess pie, and uh, I had no idea what it was. And I haven't had it yet, but she said the next family gathering, she's going to cook it, and it's going to apparently blow my mind. So, okay. so did she describe, uh, is, is the way we described it, what you've heard about chess pie? Yes, it's like a butter, flour, vanilla kind of, it's basically a pecan pie without... Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what I, you I'm, said I'm done right. with that, though. I do like what the pecans bring to the pie, Preston. I do, too. <laughs> and that's, too. Uh, that's an issue for me. And then, again, of course, when the butter doesn't melt, we put it in a so, pie. Mm-hmm. Also, there's there's a place down here called Philadelphia, Tennessee. And uh, near there is, like, kind of Amish country. Yeah. And when I first moved down here, or, well, I, when I moved in with my now fiancé, um, she told me she's from Philadelphia. And I told her I'm from Philadelphia, so I thought it was Philly, PA, and it turned out to be Tennessee. Oh, my God. And when we went there, we went there to go look for, like, Amish country, because she said there was some out there. And I I was looking for whoopie pies, and I was was disappointed, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah, the Tennessee whoopie pies weren't right. We were supposed to go to Philadelphia, Tennessee. That was our original route. On your original route Mm -hmm. for the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate it. Yeah, whoopie pie is something you could have today (laughs) on pie day. (laughs) Whoopie pie. (laughs) Whoopie pie. Uh, on this <laughs> list of, um, Google... <laughs> one more time, mm-hmm. <laughs> of, uh, of, uh, whoopee, uh, on this list of, of pies, uh, that were most searched in the month of March. In the merry, merry month of March. Uh, Google has come up with a butter pie, which you already mentioned, macaroni pie. 
Guys is that sweet? Pie? No, it is not. I have not had macaroni oh my God, pie. It is so good. It's a southern delicacy, and we used to have it all the time when I was a kid. Is it, it so simply mac, like a macaroni and cheese pie? It's kind of like mac and cheese, but it is, it's sturdy. You can cut it into squares. Well, the, um, now you're in my realm, because uh, as a mac and cheese guy, I l- tend to like it more on the overcooked side. Would that I be wouldn't this? call this overcooked, but I mean the top is going to have a little crust on it. But what holds it together, what congeals it, and you can't really tell unless somebody's told you. Right. But it's you add eggs to the recipe, uh-huh. and it holds um, it together. It's have... reminding me of a casserole. Oh yeah, of course it would. <laughs> yeah, and uh, casserole. she hates casserole. Oh man, it is so good. If it's not cut into wedges, you can't consider it a pie, right? Uh, you can cut this into wedges. Okay, but no, yeah. I don't think that's the case. Well, in my mind. In your mind. In my mind. You can't have your pudding. Kathy, there's no soup or anything like in it. So that's what a lot of times you find in casseroles, and I know you don't like. So uh, we'll have to make macaroni pie for you sometime. Uh, It also added pizza pie as a pie in this search. That opens up a whole new can of pie worms. Uh, Oatmeal pie. Never had that. No. Um, Hair pie. Beef pot pie. Hair pie. Uh, no bake peanut butter pie. No oh. bake. No sad bro. Yeah, that has me written all over it. You don't. Yeah. Have, you don't have to bake. Not you don't even have to turn the oven on. Kathy's perfect meal allows her to lay on the floor and have it poured into her mouth. No, the, the, a no bake peanut butter pie is the easiest thing to bake. Like it's. I, I have done this plenty of times. You can deck the top and make it look good. No, nope. wait. Is it literally a a pie crust and you just put peanut butter in there? No, it's like peanut butter, the powdered sugar. Um, okay. it might put a little vanilla in. I forget. And then. Like, I've done it a number of times, and then I'll do the, uh, I'll make the whipped cream, put that on, and then you can throw whatever on the top. That to sounds of. good. I've actually, I took one one time, and my mom was like, oh, where did you buy this? I was like, oh, I didn't buy it. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter is such a liar. Uh, also yeah. on this list is steak. Liar whore, liar whore, and you know it. <laughs> steak and ale pie. Steak and ale pie. Never I mean, had that. that sounds be, good. That could be shepherd's Sounds pie, like shepherd's pie. It does. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you also have butterscotch pie. Um, I'm, I'm down for butterscotch every now and then. I don't like. I love butterscotch it. pudding. Uh, rhubarb pie. Like butterscotch you guys ever had rhubarb? Yes, I don't think so. It's okay. It's all right. Is it a fruit or a vegetable? It's a vegetable, it's, but it's you. It's you, a floor you, polish. You can make it into a sweet. Uh, it, it, is it, it sweet? It's naturally got a sweet flavor to yeah. it. But it's not like sweet like some yeah, yeah. fruits that are really, really sweet. Well, you know, it, it, to me it sits in that same realm that it tastes like other things. Like when you talk about sweet potato pie and pumpkin pie, mm-hmm. a lot of times if they're prepared in a similar way, you will be confused. Agree. Yeah. Uh, and then you have uh, this last one, though, so I like the sound of this, chocolate mousse pie. Ooh, so Ooh. I've had chocolate mousse pie. Yeah. But not you why know? don't you forget <laughs> the moose? Yeah, for a moment I can't. It lives within me. Wow. I've had. I'll tell you, it's another extraordinary pie, Nutella pie. I don't like Nutella. You don't? No, not a hazelnut fan. Good. No, not really. I um, no. <laughs> Preston, what you trying to drink out of that mug is pretty. Preston has. I have this. <laughs> I've got this mug I got for Christmas or for my birthday that's. Um, <laughs> Got a blue meanie head on the front of it. He's trying to drink coffee to, out of it. I have to drink it like this. <laughs> it looks like you're taking a hit of oxygen from the back. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so anyhow, let me go to some other calls about pie because it's pie day. Uh, I have uh, Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Good morning. Good morning. How 
morning. All right, you wanted to chime I in about pot. I have a answer to. I think it was Casey asking about the diners if they buy their pies or if they send them out or mm-hmm. buy them. Um, I used to work at a diner in Pe- uh, in Malaga, New Jersey, uh, called Pegasus Restaurant. It's a Greek-owned diner. That diner owner made all of his own desserts, and then he sold them to all of the diners in South Jersey. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, so, so some of them may indeed purchase their, their baked goods elsewhere, but some pride themselves in uh, cranking them out. Yeah, and some of them lie and say they made them, but I knew they bought them from Pegasus because I helped with the orders. <laughs> what your, yeah, your favorite uh, over there at Pegasus. Yeah. What was your, what was your favorite pie at Pegasus? Oh, actually, I the lemon meringue and the key lime was actually really good there. Am I? Am I lemon meringue? I think is an overlooked pie. Are you a lemon meringue fan? I do like it. I, I can handle it in doses. Yes, I, it's so super sweet. Oh, the meringue, um, right? And can get a bit tangy. Uh, but yeah, it's I do like lemon meringue pie. And I love key lime pie. Same thing though, in doses and just yeah, a little yeah. bit. I can't overdo it. But if you get a good key lime pie <sighs> with a, with a, a really good, um, uh, really good whipped cream on it, oh. Yum, baby. Also, I don't think I knew. (laughs) Oh yeah. I don't think I knew it was pronounced Malaga. 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 Yeah. What she just said. I don't. I don't think I knew that. Oh, I didn't hear. I believe Felicia. Oh, New Jersey. Oh, I Malaga. Not even familiar. Do you guys consider quiche to be a pie? No, it's in a pie crust. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah. I consider it to be quiche. What would you consider (laughs) a, a deep dish Chicago? Well, that's a pizza pie. It's pizza. Yeah. pizza pie. Yeah. Hey, what's the difference between a curd and a custard? I th- some, uh, some of the letters. I've never had a custard <laughs> on my chest. That's a chickpea and a gamanza oh, bean. Right. <laughs> Way off. I don't know. Curd or what? Custard. Curd or custard? I curd was like like when it comes solid. to pie. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Know. I, don't you, I don't know what you mean. Well, there's uh, like you can get a. Um, Where would I know you from? <laughs> Who you can get a you? chocolate custard pie. Maybe I should just go. Do you get chocolate <laughs> curd pies? Yeah. I don't you do? Know. They I'm sent not, me home. I was asking too many questions. <laughs> curd pies. Pies curd made is with... like cheese. Curd is like, is like a, I was sort of like a curdled cheese. Like yeah. a, no, 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 like a lemon curd. Like a, oh, lemon okay. curd. Yeah. Or a lemon custard. Wherein lies the difference? It's like a turd, but with a C. Yeah, or Nick, like a bird. A, a custard is a bit lighter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Both can be used as a topping and filling for baking, but a custard is thickened with cornstarch, whereas oh. curd relies on eggs, sugar, and butter for its consistency. Now, what were you thinking? I wasn't. Yeah. Sorry, Jimmy. I wasn't, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, for 15 okay, straight all right. months, yeah. you discuss I've been watching you putting your big, fat <laughs> fingers into your disgusting mouth, which is with God knows what kind of bacteria and then you take the same big fat filthy fingers and you stuff them back into the bowl that is there for public consumption what the f- are you thinking john well i wasn't thinking jimmy i'm sorry <laughs> just don't do it again mm-hmm. i'm sorry all right uh let's see we do have to wrap up because we have uh mark maron who's joining us shortly uh yeah in fact we have to wrap it up right oh, now. Do the bizarre file, then we got Mark. I don't want to make sure. I don't want to make him wait and everything. But it is indeed Pie Day, and there are some specials. If you go to a regular, whether it be pizzas or sweets, yes. you know, dessert pies, yeah, please give us. Should, no, uh, just check and see if oh, they have uh, a uh, check and see if they. <laughs> 
We want some. See if they have the special because some of them are like buy one, get one, right. or they might have a discount, or some will cost you like $3.14 for a pie today or something We like appreciate that. you picking that up for us. Absolutely. Thank you. We appreciate that so much. Um, we're going to take a break. Don't forget, it's also Tattoo Tuesday, so text the word tattoo to 39333, and uh, you might win... Uh, a free tattoo from our friends at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing a little bit later on. And I apologize to those we didn't get a chance to go to on the phone lines. Thank you guys for hanging on. We'll come back in a moment. Bizarre File stories are on the way. And then after that, Mark Maron's going to be joining yeah. us. Stay with us. Yeah, we want to go for a ride in the car. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Here we go. We'll start in Ohio. A man was hospitalized after a zebra bit his arm Sunday evening. Yeah. I mean, bit him bad. In I fact, was shocked. The initial report said that it had bitten his arm off, but that oh. wasn't the case. In the incident report, one deputy said he arrived on the scene and was directed to a field where the victim was lying on the ground. While the deputy was attempting to use his vehicle to block the victim, a large male zebra charged at the driver's side door and was acting very hostile. Another Responding deputy was told that this male zebra was acting aggressive because it protected uh, five or six female zebras that were in the field. Uh, the deputy so he's a zebra pimp. The deputy said that uh, he was able to use his air horn and sirens to scare the zebra enough to exit the cruiser. After administering a tourniquet and helping the victim get to an ambulance nearby, the deputy said the zebra returned. And this time, deputies were advised by the family that they could shoot the zebra if he came any closer. Moments later, the deputy said he heard another deputy yell at the zebra several times, and a shot rang out. The deputy turned and saw the zebra on the ground. Uh, uh, Baptize me. Uh, Body cam footage released by the sheriff's office shows the zebra approaching deputies when one fires a shotgun, striking it in the head and killing it. I have never heard anything like this associated. You'd think of the zebra as being as benign as 
possible. This is crazy. Uh, the victim was taken to a medical center. His condition is unknown at this time. According to the Ohio Department of Agriculture, zebras are not considered dangerous wild animals. They are allowed to be owned in Ohio, but local governments may have restrictions. Now, I've heard of zebras, I mean, about them kicking. Yes. And that they can be deadly not that way. Chewing, biting. Not biting, but apparently this guy was, they had to put a tourniquet on him. That's how bad it was. Wow. Uh, a Georgia man was crushed to death by a car while he was allegedly attempting to steal a catalytic converter from a local auto shop. Uh, police said that Eric Matthew Eric Smith was found dead after a car fell and crushed him at southbound auto sales. Owner Mike Aborab had uh, shared that he found the man's body when he arrived at work in the morning. What's this? He said, I didn't want to get close to him. I called police right away. Police ruled the death accidental, sharing that Smith's death was a result of an attempted catalytic converter theft. Preston, they were showing, uh, there was a feature last night on uh, catalytic, catalytic converter thefts. And uh, a stolen one, you know, on the on the market can get you like a grand. Yeah. So that's oh, what it says yeah. right here. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Uh, a man accused of walking down the street naked in Palm Beach, Florida, told police that he's from a different earth. Damn it, we're going to be in Orlando. I want to have lunch with this guy. Police arrested 44-year-old Jason Smith on charges of indecent exposure, disorderly conduct, and resisting arrest. The ordeal began when, from an, another planet. when an employee from Taboo Restaurant called police on Wednesday to say a naked man had just walked past the restaurant. In a view of a number of customers, and police had arrived. Bystanders quickly pointed out the man to officers. <laughs> did you need to have him pointed Which out? Which one is he? Yeah, the naked guy over there. Uh, Smith told police he didn't know where he left his clothes. On my planet, these are not testicles. These well, are my eyes. Police said he refused to keep uh, to give his uh, name or date of birth. Of course. Officers took him to police headquarters for questioning. Police said he continued to refuse to give his name. After giving a name, the man told police he didn't have a social security number or an identification card. Did they take him to the jail like the one in Men in Black? And according to the arrest report, Smith told police he resided on a different earth. Uh, uh, he later told police that he lived in West Palm Beach. But... Uh, okay. <laughs> no, well, is. we have one. Yeah. Uh, a dad threw himself at one of the world's deadliest snakes after the serpent lunged at his two-year-old daughter. Uh, Jake Coombe of Adelaide, Australia, noticed the snake moments before it lunged at the infant. He managed to throw himself in front of the Alba. Wow. Uh, no, I'm sorry, in front of his daughter, Alba. Uh, and uh, the venomous sank, uh, snake sank its fangs into him instead. Wow. Uh, the snake is believed to have been the highly venomous eastern brown snake, so deadly it could kill a small child or pets in mere minutes without proper med- medical attention. Uh, Jake told how he and his family had been on a day out and had arrived back at their home moments before he felt that something was wrong. He began to search the hallway where his young daughter had been playing and noticed a garage door was still open. He rushed towards Alba and found the youngster face-to-face with the deadly snake as it was about to strike her. Uh, The dad pulled his daughter into his arms and was bitten on the foot in the process. But luckily, the snake gave him a dry bite, which means that no venom was released. But he spent the night in the hospital as a precaution. Well, it's uh, actually kind of sweet of the snake to do that. It's thought that the snake was trying to escape severe flooding along the Murray River, and authorities have told residents to remain on high alert for the snakes. The snakes have been known to flatten themselves so that they can slither under doors <sighs> and can shrink to half their height when they need to. Listen, I love them, but that god-awful country. <laughs> uh, and then one more story. A New Hampshire man who police say did a burnout in front of a trooper 
before a wild chase that ended in a crash in Hill, New Hampshire, is facing a raft of criminal charges. A trooper monitoring traffic spotted a vehicle go by at 82 miles per hour in a 50-mile-per-hour zone. That's what I get to do. When she tried to stop the pickup truck, the driver later identified as John Carter allegedly stopped in the roadway in front of the trooper. Wow. Did a burnout across the width of the roadway and then accelerated away. You're not very bright, are you? After a chase through multiple roads, the chase ended when Carter crashed into a snowbank and jumped out of the vehicle and ran away. I'm from a different earth. He was... <laughs> Huh? All right, Palm Springs. He was arrested on charges of operating for uh, after certification as a habitual offender. So he's uh, yeah, he's not the sharpest no. tool in the shed. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you for now. All right, uh, our buddy Mark Maron is going to be on the program here in just a moment. Let me give away another pair of passes to join us for uh, the movie screening tonight. John Wick, oh. Chapter 4. It is at uh, the UA King of Prussia at 7 p.m. And if you would like to go to that, just call in number 9 at 215-263-WMMR and we'll put you on that list. By the way, John Wick, Chapter 4, only in theaters and IMAX on March 24th. We'll come back in a second. Mark Marin joining us. Hang in there. It's been over six years since Bruce Springsteen and E Street Band appeared live in their home away from home, the city of brotherly love. Join WMMR as we count down to their March 16th return by looking at the band's unique relationship with the city and this station. Each day between now and show day, we'll relive shared highlights at 11 a.m., 4, and 8 p.m. 93.3 WMMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band back for their long overdue return to the streets of Philadelphia. Our next guest, we've had the distinct pleasure of having in our studio on many occasions. Uh, yeah. I love stopping through Philadelphia. Uh, has a tremendously successful podcast with WTF and had some pretty nice things to say about this very radio program. Yeah. Uh, and not to mention his comedy special is out on HBO and HBO Max now called Bleak at From Bleak to Dark. Please welcome <laughs> one of the absolute best, Mr. Mark Marin. Yeah. 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 Hey. Morning, Mark. I'm here, guys. Nice can to you see, see me. You. We yeah. can see you, man. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming on today. I've been moving around this room for like five minutes trying to play, you know, find a place where you weren't stop action. But you, you seem like you, you you seem okay. If you can hear me, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. we can yeah, hear you yeah. fine. You, yeah, it's uh, and you look great too for this early in the morning. So yeah, I was really happy that uh, I had to get up and you know get dressed <laughs> in in my hotel room. It's one of the great things about the future. Is that where, I, uh, where are you now? Where are you currently? I'm in New York. That's okay. why I, I was able to uh, to jump in 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 time. Like they, I wanted to do the show, and they were like, "It's you're going to go on at like three thirty in the morning." I'm like, I don't know if I like them that much. <laughs> right. I, uh, There's a limit for sure. <laughs> no, we understand. Yeah. Even we don't want to wake up for ourselves. <laughs> but I'm in uh, I'm in New York. It's just starting to snow. I got a nice a nice room here. I'm here for a week. Uh, you know, doing some little movie thing. Oh. Yeah, well, it, it, on that, now, now we just heard, and I don't know if this is the case, now we're supposed to just going to get sort of a the wind from a nor'easter, but um, the word is up there is going to get hit a little bit with snow. Are you hearing that, or is it just a bunch of hooey? I, uh, yeah, the, the word on the street is snow, and there's there's snow out. I see a little bit of snow, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it. I, I know maybe it's not a big deal for you, but I live in California, so <laughs> right. it's pretty exciting. Are you filming uh, inside or outside today? Oh, that's a good question. Um, 
I don't know. Okay. I, they're not. <laughs> I, uh, no, I mean, I don't start filming until tomorrow, so we'll see. Okay. I think I think it starts outside and then I, then it goes inside. It's not a huge role. This is not a, you know, uh, you know, Academy Award fodder. This is a a fun Christmas movie with Melissa McCarthy that I had a small, oh. a small well, part in. That's quite good. Well, speaking of the Academy Awards, and uh, yeah. you were uh, in the film to Leslie. And yes, I, I just want to acknowledge that uh, you did get a quick uh, shot of my back yeah. uh, during the during the award ceremony. There was a scene where where they showed Riceboro uh, acting, and then you know it was I was I had a the powerful Marin hunch. You could just see <laughs> my see back that that, that, that hunch. Uh, that that whole thing caught. I know we talked about it. This issue with um, uh, with Andrea Riceboro, um, she she did something. That has been done for years in Hollywood, and yeah. yet everyone had a lot of people had a heart attack. She campaigned for the award. Oh yeah, and you were a voice of reason in that, pointing that very fact out. But I've never seen anything as hypocritical as that for no good reason. Really, you've never seen people who spend billions of dollars on ad campaigns get upset when someone did it for nothing? You've never seen that? You've never seen the, the moneyed powers get upset at the little guy for trying to uh, trying to make his way in the world? Yeah. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it seemed to be a very intentional, um, yeah, it, it kind of dirtied up the, the the event for her, I felt bad for her because that should be an exciting thing. And now it was this toxic, horrible thing where all kinds of accusations and insinuations were hung on her, and it just made it it made it bad. Uh, and I think it was all done on purpose by uh, by consultants and publicists. Mm. Um, so uh, you know, I want to talk to you about acting versus stand up because I don't necessarily know what your first love was, but you were such a good actor. And so was the was the the stand up what brought you to acting or was it acting that brought you to stand up? No, I was always a stand up. You know, the acting thing never really took off. It was uh you know, I don't even know if I had an agent for years. You know, I was a I was just an angry stand up, you know, who had no control <laughs> over his uh People always used to think I was doing a character. I'm like, "No, I'm really full of rage and I and I and I'm not I'm not making I'm I'm making audiences uncomfortable not on purpose because I don't know what else to do." But but the acting was not really a thing. It was always something I wanted to do, but it was never my focus. I didn't really have it in me to to go read other people's you know garbage scripts in front of people who were judging me uh, to try to be you know funny or perform in front. I just was not good at auditioning, and I didn't have. So no, it was never acting. The acting thing didn't really get realized until uh, you know a few years into the podcast when I was able to sell a show about myself to IFC. And then, you know, I, I kind of figured out how to do it. I had a couple of pivotal roles in a couple of large movies. You might remember me in uh, uh, Almost Famous. It was, I had a yeah. sort of, yeah, well, that was a, it uh, should have been a career-changing role, <laughs> that <laughs> that 45 seconds. And um, it was not. <laughs> hey, we, we just spoke to Fallon the other day, and he said the same, the exact same, same thing, thing about his yeah. appearance in that movie. He's like, this is it. I'm an actor. And Cameron Crowe. Cameron yeah. Crowe. Yeah. And no. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Well, Cameron did bring me in for one other. And his, I think he brought me in for Vanilla Sky. Which was a, one of the rare Cameron Crowe bombs. How, what are you talking about? There's several. Um, but, uh, 
Maybe you forgot about I bought a zoo. Maybe yeah. I'll oh, jeez. Watch I, a couple. Of... I enjoyed that concept of purchasing a zoo. It spoke to me viscerally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dissing uh, Cameron. He's a good guy, but he brought me in, and it was just I went into this room. It was just him and Tom Cruise sitting there, and I don't think I was able to get over the fact that I was looking at Tom Cruise and sort of shocked by his size because he's 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 only the, about as tall as a pen or a pencil, <laughs> and and I and I think I bought well they were looking for like a, an interview guy, and I think they got Charlie Rose to do it, but whatever. Yeah. I mean. The fact was is that, yeah, I thought maybe I'd get a few acting roles, but I got nothing, zero. Mm. And the other famous role I did was in a, a, a rarely seen and rarely, very hard to get a hold of a Mick, Mitch Hedberg movie called Los Enchiladas. I had a very big part in Mitch Hedberg's Los Enchiladas that no one, <laughs> it's like a total cult movie because it's entirely unavailable. Wow. Mark, I, I, well, getting back to the stand-up, uh, From Bleak to Dark is a, a really um, fascinating special. I thought it was brilliant. I really uh, enjoyed watching it. But um, people have gotten to know you over the years through W2F, and you're just you're an open book, right? And so people mm-hmm. knew about the passing of Lynn, uh, your yeah. ex, y- your girlfriend, and then um, you included it in the special. And it's the way that you take death and make it uh, relatable and funny is, um, for me, was absolutely brilliant to watch. Um, when did you realize there was comedy there for something so personal and difficult to deal with? Well, I, I you know, it, I kind of thought that it was, I didn't know if it was going to be there personally. It's always there for us. I mean, you know, there, there, you know, we all live with this, you know, fairly, uh, deep fear of death. I mean, I, I know very few people. I know some people who are sort of like, I'm not afraid to die, but if you really took them to task and where they were falling out of a building, yeah. they wouldn't be like, well, I guess this is it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but the, the thing was, is that as a comic and as almost anybody, you're going to do something to make yourself kind of accept death. And even when you're dealing in grief, I mean, there are moments within grieving that everyone's experienced that are that are pretty hilarious your brain's going to rationalize it's going to you know kind of diminish the impact of grief it's we do it anyways but i didn't know because of how horrible it was the experience of 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 losing somebody you know basically in my house you know during covid in, in a completely tragic and surprising way i mean that was very uh, not only just sad but traumatic and and just you know horrible the whole thing was devastating and, you know, it took me a long time to sort of wrangle the feelings. But as I said in the special, I kind of didn't know how to handle it. But then ultimately, through talking about it, which is how I create the, the, the funny, is by improvising and just talking, you know, it started to unfold. And it took a long time to balance the sadness with humor on, in, those, uh, in those pieces. But, but I think the depth of them, it really kind of worked out well. So I don't know when I knew but I guess I, I kind of thought it was an inevitability. And then the question becomes, how do you talk about something, uh, you, you know, with respect? You know, yeah. that was the bigger question is like, is this bit working? Is it worth it? And is it respectful uh, of her? Uh, I learned that thing from you know being a, a comic and being a podcast host for years, not around death, but around dating people. You know, if you start talking about your love life, you realize there's someone else involved, and they don't have a platform. Right. And eventually, and eventually, they're going to be very upset with you forever. <laughs> so, well, the, the, yeah. it, it, it's so, and, and, and to the point, and, and bleak to dark, the, the way you approach that, and obviously. Um, all the things, there's a, a bit of mental gymnastics you have to go through when you lose that. And I know that you had to think, as you said, you have to think there are other people involved in this equation. 
But I, I have to imagine that you did, um, you know, uh, you just said, I'm going to react the way I'm going to react and, and, and take it for what it's worth. And I think in so doing, you spoke to something that is, it's universal. We all face debt at some point or another. Yes. And, every, and, and, and a lot of people tend to um, draw in instead of acknowledging that fact. And, and I mean, I remember I... It's kind of weird to say, but my uh, my mother passed away when I was 20. And so I had, you know, as close as you can get a relationship. And that sort of taught me something that benefited for me for the rest of my life. And it's it's a shocking thing. It's, it's you don't know where to go. But I, I'll hazard to, uh, to say that you, by doing your podcast so soon after that, helped a lot of people. I'm sure you hear from people who appreciate your reaction to that. It was the only show I it didn't. That was the only reason I did it, man. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, this is going to be great. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was like, <laughs> yeah, was, you know, we had a, a, a sort of system in place with the podcast, me and Brendan McDonald, my producer, you know, when somebody passed away, we would before, you know, so many episodes became available. We, we pulled their episode out from behind the paywall and put it up out, out of respect so people could could have that memory of them. And, you know, it was must have been two or three days after Lynn passed and I was completely in shock and and not, you know, I was leveled. And Brendan was like, look, man, you know, we don't have to ever do the podcast again if you don't want to. This is, you know, this is a terrible thing that's happened and you're never going to be the same. And I somehow decided to do it because I thought it would help people. I thought that being honest in that in, in that uncontrollable emotional state of of shock and grief and and pain as uncomfortable as as it was going to be to listen to, I haven't listened to it again. But I did think that you, you know it would bring people together because I don't think that people are ashamed of those feelings when they're grieving. But you don't have any control over them, and you don't want to you don't want to bum people out. Yeah, you know. So you, I think it's like it's more about that. But but I learned over the brief period that that you know that I was in that. Well, I mean it wasn't brief, but I mean it was during COVID that you know look it doesn't take much to show up for somebody in any sort of grief. They just, you know, want you to sit there for a second or, or just, you know, just be witnessed, you know, just have some sense of community. But I just thought that doing that podcast, you know, would, would ease some, some pain for some people or at least make them feel less alone in a way. It's a a basic visceral reaction. You don't need someone to fix it. You just want to know that you're not alone. And I think that's right, that's right. that's how how you went about it. I was thinking about your you know, and the special's great. Your style of comedy, and you said you started angry, and I remember you you know years and years yeah, ago, and what sure. you become now. And, and there's there's just obviously such a such a growth. The special's great, and it's more than hey, it's my set. You know, there's it's yeah. it's a real you know pulling back of the curtain. But you almost there are a, and you, there are a couple of comedians that I think have sort of a built-in theft mechanism, and I think your material is so you, you know that that it's it's um it'd be hard to liberate or co-opt or or uh, it, it, is that something that you're aware of yourself that because there's such there are these moments that only you could deliver the material the way you're delivering it, and I think that's sort of a built-in fail-safe. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that was very intentional at the time where, you know, you start to realize, especially now, and it's really hard to manage now. It was a little easier, you know, a decade or ago before, you know, TikTok, and there was this whole generation of of people calling themselves calling themselves comics that are just really, you know, doing, you know, crowd work for, for, for TikTok so they can 
sell tickets to do more crowd work for TikTok. So I don't know. <laughs> like for me, there was a choice. There was a time where I'm like, the only way that I can make this, you know, mine is if I speak directly from my point of view all the time. Right. And 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 that's sort of what I did. It, it becomes you know autobiographical, but also I just kind of have to make sure that I'm always coming from that space. But you kind of know, like if you're drawing from the news, like, like let's say, you, you know, like I don't understand why Chris Rock would you know, do a bunch of topical jokes on his, his new special, which I didn't watch, because like you're just going to date it. And in half the people, you know, everyone's going to have jokes like that. Like, you know, I did, you know, in, in the special, I got, you know, I was doing an hour and a half, two hours of material, like up to a week before that thing. I had to get that, get it down to six. So I got rid of the COVID stuff because everyone's got their angle on COVID. You know, I got, you know, I, I trimmed down a lot of things that not for stealing things, but that were redundant or repetitious. And like that one bit about Roe v. Wade, you know, the, you, you, you know, I don't, I don't want to tip the bit, but the tag to that, well, what difference does it make about, about, <laughs> uh, you know, about the angel factories? Like, I'm like, all right, so. I know that there's not a lot of people that are going to talk about it from the point of view that I talked about it, but I wanted to make sure that nobody had that tag. Like it was some <laughs> common, like that would be a common thing. No, I get it. Call them. So I, uh, there's only like two or three people I call when I have a, a tag like that. I'm like, right, I'm going to reach out to a tell and I'm going to reach out to Stanhope and just make sure that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that, so that's, that's your limits test. That's the, the, uh, Stanhope and, and David Tyler are your, that's the that's the uh, the, the measuring well, you know, rod. Like I, you know, uh, uh, Atel like has done that with me too. Like years uh, over the years, he'd call me up. He'd be like, "Do you ever do anything about masturbating in the Bible?" <laughs> you know? But uh, those were the guys I thought would have the the guts to do that joke. So right. I just wanted to check it with them. <laughs> well, you got it. You have to you have to check it. But the um, talking about the. Um, uh, you over the years and what you've gone through and obviously the, the loss and, and, and uh, you know, being sober for so many years and so on and so forth. I wonder if all of those things come into play because you've had some things. My brother has been um, sober for, for a long time now. Um, and, and I don't, I don't think the, the tools you deve- develop beating that come into, yeah. have come into play so many times with just general things in life and, I wonder how many of those skills or that skill set helped you negotiate your career because you had, from there on in, I, you know, you call the, the, the podcast a Hail Mary moment in your life. Yeah. You know, so so do you think all of that has worked into the stew that sort of helps guide you? Well, it's weird. It's a hell, It was a Hail Mary pass to nobody in particular with no real benefit at the end of it. So the, you know, it was... <laughs> There was no way to make money doing it. It was not a living, but it was a thing, right? Well, I think honestly, to to really address that question specifically, the the core of recovery, and I I speak freely about it. And if that upsets a couple of you know old sober people, I don't mind. Uh, I'm I'm all about breaking traditions in AA. But the core of of AA is you know one alcoholic talking to another to save each other's lives mm-hmm. just by getting out of your own head for long enough to talk to somebody else, right? Yeah. That was the basic idea of it. If I want to drink and I go sit talk and talk to that guy who's drunk about being drunk, then I'm not going to drink, right? So the basic premise of the podcast is one guy talking to another guy to get out of himself. So th- that was built into that. The ability to talk deeply and candidly and also listen, but also, you know, I'm not afraid to interrupt, obviously, uh, 
was was sort of the premise of recovery. And and I've grown to need it. You know, I was I was just I was thinking about texting my producer yesterday because I'm I'm here in New York. I'm alone, you know, and I don't, I have a few friends, but I don't generally, I don't always reach out to people. And it dawned on me just yesterday that the reason that, you know, I'm good at interviewing is I need to talk to people. <laughs> so, so like, it's really part of my, my social life. I, I'm, I'm out in LA. I live in that house by myself. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. So like, you know, if somebody's going to come over, I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm going nuts, you know? <laughs> Like uh, and that's definitely part of the urgency of of whatever developed that style. Like I had Brooke Shields and uh, come over to my house last week, and it was like the greatest thing in the world. That yeah, you guys have had her, haven't you? No, uh, we've had her on the phone uh, oh. years ago. Yeah. Well, she's there's a documentary about her coming out. And it's like well, I'm you know I'm a 59 year old dude. It's like it feels like <laughs> Shields completely designed my brain around <laughs> you know around women. Yeah. But uh, but so to speak to that, you know, and as time went on. Uh, with sobriety, you know, I have to assume that it, it, you know, that the impact of it and, and the certainly affected the podcast and definitely affected my stand up in terms of, of how I want to do it and what I want to talk about and right. my ability to be personal and to be somewhat, you know, uh, vulnerable and honest up there. It, to me, it was always, but I don't know if that's all, you know, AA, because, you know, like if you look at somebody, there's very there's just very few comics in history that have allowed themselves to be that emotional. And, and as much as everybody claims to be the legacy of, of Richard Pryor, you know, the real key to that guy was it was, you know, he really put his heart on the line, you know, in, in much in, in much of his comedy. Like he took real chances emotionally. And I just think there's this tone in comedy now where people think taking risks is you know offending people where you know taking real risks is you know putting yourself on the line for a joke that might not work and if it doesn't uh you know you might have to take a week off <laughs> <laughs> every now and then I'll, I'll be watching something and i'm completely surprised that there's a, a mark maron appearance and uh the example that comes to mind is reservation dogs it is a really great show it's sort of lived under the radar um, and, and I loved it. And then I'm watching, you know, I think there's two seasons and then all of a sudden you're in it and I'm like, Hey, yeah. hey holy crap. That's Mark Maron. Uh, how did you end up on that show? And, and, uh, and why did you choose to do that show? I, I, I told Sterling Harjo, I'm like, I want to be on the show. You know, it's like, there's one of these weird things where, you know, you know, and this still happens to me, but like that show is a great show. I mean, you know, that show is a totally unique show because it's, it's, it's written and, and produced and, you know, everybody on that show is a Native American. So on, in, in all areas of the show. So when you look at that show, it's depiction of reservation life and it's depiction of, of, of contemporary Native American life. It's a world none of us know. Yeah. We have no familiarity with it. And they actually they have a unique uh, view of the world. They have a unique you know pacing to their humor and a pacing to their life. So. Everything about that show is mind blowing if you let it happen because it's it's a totally unique um, point of view that just was never seen before. And so it's really kind of groundbreaking. So I interviewed Sterling Harjo, the the creator of that, because I'd seen some of his movies and he was around. And I just I love the guy. And and then like I saw Kirk Fox and Burr were on there, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> what about me? <laughs> so, so, so I pestered him. I'm like, can you find? You can't find one thing for me. You got Kirk and and Burr in there. I can't be it, you know. 
and, and sadly, uh, a lot of my career is driven by that kind of spite. <laughs> but it works. It works. <laughs> it's not broken. No, but he, uh, but you know, he found that part, and it was really not written for me. But I kind of did this thing with it, and uh, it was just, it was a blast to be on that set. And I had never been to Tulsa, and I was in Tulsa. You know, every time I go to a small city now, it's like I'm like I can live here. I think yeah, I'm not. I I went to Pittsburgh and I'm like I'm buying a house. <laughs> I don't I don't know what that is, but I, I I have this tremendous fear of drought. But that's that's easing a bit because you know, yeah. we, we've got a bit of rain out there. But uh, but was I going to say? So Tulsa, I get out there and it's the weekend the Bob Dylan Center is opening, right? So I'm like, what is the Bob Dylan Center? So. There's a Bob Dylan Center out there. They just opened this place where they've got all of Bob Dylan's stuff, notebooks and all this stuff. So I ended up uh, interviewing the, the 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 guy who runs the Bob Dylan Center. And they had this big weekend where Navis Staples played, Patti Smith played, mm. Elvis Costello played at the uh, at the Kane Ballroom. And, D- does and, Dylan uh, have any particular connection to Tulsa? No, and he didn't go to the opening, and I don't think he cares. <laughs> That's Dylan, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, it was somebody. The, I, I forget the guy's name. Is it Kaiser? There's a, a very wealthy uh, family there. They made a Woody Guthrie Center, and it's literally right next to the Woody Guthrie Center, oh, wow. the Bob Dylan Center. So it's really just a move on behalf of the city and on behalf of some of the benefactors of the city to kind of draw. You know, uh, there's no real direct line to Dylan, but I think the Kaiser. I'm not completely sure. It's, it's I believe it's a Kaiser family. Um, you know, bought the estate, right? So they've got all the stuff, and uh, and it's a beautiful place. And I think there, I think Tim Blake Nelson is actually related oh. to that family. He oh. comes from. Oh, that we had him. In he's studio. great. He's yeah. great. Oh, he's terrific. He's the best, dude. Yeah. What an amazing he, he, Oklahoma he, Jew. Oklahoma <laughs> Jew. <laughs> you got to hear this story. This is this is. Oh a, yeah, we, we had him in. He was promoting a movie. He he was just like, and, and you know, Mark, if you have somebody in it, it's just like, they don't feel like being interviewed. Morning radio. Like, morning radio. Morning radio. We did the interview. He became really engaged. At the end of it, as soon as the mics goes off, he, he leans into me, goes, now, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but that was surprisingly substantive. <laughs> and uh, that, was one, that was one of the greatest compliments it, ever. It was just terrific. He's awesome. Yeah. Dude, he wrote this book called uh, City of Blows. It's one of these dark Hollywood novels. It's great. I just finished it. Which movie was he promoting? That old Henry movie? Did you see that? No, old no, no, no. Uh, it was, it was about this. Michael B. Jordan was playing a lawyer that got a guy on death oh, row. Have, have mercy. Yeah, uh, have mercy. mercy. Yeah, 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 yeah. A good movie. Yeah, dude. That old Henry movie, that Western he did with Stephen Dorff, anything that old Stephen oh. Dorff is in, you got to watch. I don't know what happened to Stephen Dorff, but they, he should be in every movie. He's like, great. He's, but that old Henry movie, you should watch that. It's so okay. good. I have to check that. I have to ask, and then I don't know if this is accurate or not, but were you, did James Cameron and the production people of the Avatar films Come for you? They, I don't know. You know yeah, I mean, I, I, that got out in the world. I didn't know that I would offend all the Avatar nerds. I didn't know that I would like that equally as annoying as Marvel nerds or Avatar nerds. So, so you did know? they? They in fact sought you out for a, a role? No. What happened was, I believe that my agent at the time, this guy who I saw at the Oscars, just he's kind of an old timer and a real wheeler dealer. He's no longer an agent. This guy's named John Burnham. He he's a friend of he's a friend of everybody's. He's like you know he knows everybody. He's like yeah I know Jim. I'll send you know, maybe I'll set you a meeting with Jim. So you know it was I think it was part of the the process of me just starting to work with this guy. So he sends me out to Jim Cameron out to Long Beach where he he owns Long Beach. Like there's right. a, like a, a airport hangar sized place out there, 
and he's he's making all these Avatar movies. So like I get there and I just I don't even know what's happening. You know, <laughs> he says I've got a script. You can't you can look at it for a minute, but you can't take it out of this room. And then he walks me around. He's got acrobats flying around. He's got <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff happening. Right, right. And he tells me, all right, so you're going to read for this guy. And I didn't even know I was going to read it. And I think the reason why I, it caused so much trouble is like, you know, he's uh, my my agent. Like, look, man, yeah, you know, I like acting, but but you know, I have a limit to how long. Like, this is my agent's like, it'll be great if you get it because you'll be in New Zealand for like nine years. And, uh, <laughs> New Zealand for nine years, you know, yeah, yeah. even though it sounded kind of good, I would lose my mind. I can't. You know, anything that, like, see, this is my type of acting. Is I'm in New York for five days. I'm going to knock this out in three. And and then I go home, and I have insurance next year. It's great. (laughs) Simple. Yeah, uh, but, but, no, I don't think I was ever in serious consideration, but I did go down there, and I I tried to audition with – you know, you're in a space where there's nothing and you're sort of like you're on a boat and and this guy's here and there and there's people around. And, the, you know, they're, 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 I'm, I think they were supposed to be flying. I, I don't know. I, I was found it very confusing. And, and uh, but I was able he's basically got a museum there of all his movies where you can go look at the Titanic models. Oh, that's cool. I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Is it. Which would he do? Terminator or Robocop? Was he did Robocop? Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. There's Terminator models. There's all kinds of that was cool to go to the museum that. You can only see if you go down there. Well, that'd be worth it. Yeah, so, Mark, I, I need to shout out our assistant program director, Chuck D'Amico, who's not here today. He's getting a colonoscopy as we speak, <laughs> but uh, he is, he might be your biggest fan. And yeah. he is are never. You doing that, uh, are you doing that live on Zoom? Or... Yeah, we should. <laughs> we should. But, um, but he's, he is, I don't think he's ever missed an episode of, of WTF, and he'll come in and he's like, oh, dude, you got to listen to this this interview. So, I want to ask because, um, I mean, you've had some biggies, right? You had the, you know, yeah. the former president and, you know, Brooke Shields, and, you know, I, I mean, just the top of the top. What interview would you say was the most uh, selfish on your behalf? You're like, I don't know if I don't know if the listeners are really going to get this, but like, I want to have this person on. Oh, strangely, well, I mean, it, like there, there's definitely a, a shift in in t- Well, uh, who was it? There have been some old comics. Like I'm trying to remember. Oh, I love that. I love the old comics. Yeah, when you when you you and another comic. Somebody you know who's, and you're not going to yeah. have somebody who does have the chops on. It's just it's just well, some like, of the great conversation. Remember, Gilbert Godfrey used to have a, uh, a podcast, and yeah. he would just have all these old Larry Storch, yeah, that he would have on Jesus. just because he wanted to. And I always thought that the was best. a really fun idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had right, yeah, I had Gilbert on, but I went out to Shelley Berman's house. Shelley Berman, you know, you know, before he passed away, and and uh, there I had I had Marty Allen on. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Allen and Rossi. It was, it was, yes, yeah. I used to do. I used to do. A, I used to tell a story about Marty Allen that you know sometimes made me feel bad, but uh, but you know like because Marty Allen was sort of this guy. You know, you know, Allen and Rossi were put together as a comedy team because of the success of Martin and Lewis. So yeah. they were they were kind of a Martin and Lewis knockoff, you know, <laughs> and. Uh, and, and Marty Allen, you know, he had a tag phrase later in his comic. Remember, hello there. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> anyway, so, so uh, you know, no one really kind of, you know, you know, like Marty Allen comes up. He comes like his manager was pestering me. Like, you know, you've got to talk to Marty Allen. I'm like, fine, I'll talk to Marty Allen. And, you know, he brings Marty Allen, who's like 100 <sighs> years old, to my house. And he walks up and he's a little Marty Allen. He's got, he's still got the hair. He's like, hello there. You know? <laughs> so... <laughs> 
you know, and I'm interviewing this guy. And, you know, a lot of these old guys, you know, they're not going to go deep. They don't even know how to do it. They don't have the facility to do it. So mm. they, you just kind of do a history thing. And I just remember I'm asking Marty Allen, uh, I'm like, you know, so you had an amazing career in, uh, you know, comedy, like 50 years. And he's like, hello there. And then, like, <laughs> <laughs> You recently, you know, you're, you're, you have a lovely wife married not too long. You're like, hello there. And, <laughs> and I'm like, but, you know, it's sort of interesting that because, like, you were, you, Martin and, uh, uh, you know, Alan, Rossi and Alan was sort of because of Martin Lewis, right? You're kind of a, you know, the, uh, uh, kind of a, a built on the, their popularity. He's like, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was like like Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. He was, yeah. 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 Right. A little bit. But the point is, is that, you know, like I, I get nervous with the old guys at my house because like there's some part of me that's like, I, you know, I don't I just don't want whatever's going to happen to happen at my house. So. <laughs> so anyway, so Marty Allen, Marty Allen, uh. like he, we get back into the house. He's like, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right. So I, in my, that, that was the old house. So there's one bathroom. So he, he walks down the hall. I set him up in the bathroom. I'm with his manager. And he's in there. You know, for like too long. You know, I'm like, is he all right now? Yeah. And, so, and the guy's like, yeah, I think he's all right. And it's going on a long time. Cause I'm like, because I don't want him to say goodbye there. You know? <laughs> so, so he finally comes out, and I'm like, all right, great, all right, well, thank you. And they and they leave, and I go into the bathroom, and and he had peed all over everything. Oh, like, oh my god. But no, but I I, I want to believe he did it on purpose. And, and that would, like I wanted to believe he's like Martin and Lewis. That guy, who does he think he is? And he just I just really want to believe that Marty Allen peed all over everything in my bathroom out of spite, dude. That's the story to go with. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. God, I remember those those guys. But so so uh, to to Casey's point though. Our, uh, to expand on that a little bit, who yeah. you've had so many luminaries, oh, and man. it's it's the hackneyed question, but I'll ask it: who who's still number one on your must get list? Yeah, I, oh, on my must get list. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, there's like there uh, are guys around. Like you know, I talk about Albert Brooks a lot. You know, oh. and uh, he, but he just doesn't seem to want to do it. And I know people that know him, and you know, he. he I don't know. I guess he most of the time, you know. There are other comics like Larry David, for whatever reason, you know, has never happened. And, and I even had Seinfeld, who doesn't even like me. And he came on. <laughs> he doesn't uh, like you? Reason. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes both ways. There's, there's, oh, we just have to, like, it doesn't matter. You, you know, like, he, I just have a different idea of what comedy is. He holds this weird line about how, like, comedy is just comedy for joke's sake. You just get the laughs and that's it. Like, he literally said out loud, I've never learned anything new from a, a comedian like or something like that i'm like hmm. why do you even hold this line hmm. what is the point of this position that you have <laughs> you know like of course that can't be true like it, it's just it's annoying he's annoying whatever <laughs> um, were you satisfied because I, I were you satisfied with the interview though it was okay you know yeah. we got to a point where i don't i don't know you know he's kind of a wall in a way it hmm. was nice of him to do it it was actually the first interview i did um, after Lynn passed away, which was an odd one to deal with the least emotionally engaged person in the business. Uh, to, but maybe it was the, the safest bet. But, sure. but at some point, you know, we were talking about our points of view on comedy. And he literally said, we, we, we butted heads. He said, we kind of knew this was going to happen, didn't we? And I'm like, <laughs> I guess so. You know, uh, 
But like, it's like, what difference does it make that I have my position and he has? Yeah. Like, who cares if I have a problem with Jerry Seinfeld? He's doing fine. Yeah. I don't think that. You know, like he's walking around going like that. Aaron guy never gonna let him in one of my cars, which he won't. <laughs> well, that that may be true, Mark. But like, just from a from a fan's perspective, for some for for somebody who's consuming the content, I'd much rather listen to a conversation where somebody does let down that wall, where somebody opens up a little bit yeah. and gives you the story. And it's funny for you to tell that story about Marty Allen because, you know, sometimes these guys turn into cartoon characters or caricatures of themselves, right? And when you were telling that story, I was thinking about David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth gives these stock answers yep. where it's the same thing every time and he's he said the same thing a bajillion times over the years. And to me, just as somebody who's listening to it, I, I find that boring. I'd much rather have somebody kind of open up a little bit and, and share Did you things listen? With- did you listen to my David Lee Roth? That thing's insane. Yes, I did. Insane. And and but but you were able to break down those walls a little bit. Well, yeah, because you got it. Like you can't with a guy like that. You know, the, you know, like you can't be passive in any way because you know he'll just you'll he'll like it's like a like a like he just uh, uh, he'll he'll paralyze you with yeah. his chaotic rambling. Yes. Right. So. So you have to like kind of like ride it. You got to stay on it, and then like you know stop him. And, and reel them back in. It took a lot, a lot of uh, production and a lot of paying attention to David Lee Roth to sort of get a story out of that guy. I, I forget. Like, were you in the I, same room at the same time with him? Yes. Okay. I, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. He came over. And it, I think it worked pretty well. But I kind of knew his his uncle, Manny, you know, used to hang around the village gate when we were starting doing comedy. Manny Roth, who was a, a, a manager in show business, this old guy, he was 100 years old when I was a kid doing comedy around the corner. Village Gate used to have a stand-up show. Yeah, uh, Raffi DeLugoff, Art DeLugoff's kid, used to run a stand-up show. That was when I had the, the great Hicks moment. That, that was back in the late 80s. But So I knew Manny Roth. So we had this point of departure where I had, like, which is something I, I do a lot with the interviewing, is like if I can find a place where I'm connected to this person personally whether if it's if it's through their work fine but if it's a personal thing you kind of get a, a, you get a, a little bit of a pass there yeah know? so it, my ability to bring up manny got me into that world that he grew up in which was great hey mark how has your role as an interviewer uh informed your role as an interviewee mm. well you know it's like i you start to realize that everybody in who's a public person has you know a public narrative right so so you're going to have stories that you're going to tell all the time, a lot of these guys. and then, But then you realize that, well, there are some stories that, like, if, if you guys ask me a question, I have a story. Like, obviously, I've told that Marty Allen story before, but I haven't told it to you. So, like, there's, there's stories that you like telling because they're funny. But then there's stories that you tell because, like, well, this person's not asking me anything interesting. So I guess, you know, if like, if someone goes, tell me about the day Obama came over, I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah. I that to everybody, you know. Yeah. But their same story, like, I used to love when Jay Thomas, um, you know, who's passed, but yeah. uh, it would go on, Letterman loved to hear <laughs> the Lone Ranger story. Uh, the, and the act, and, 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 it, and it didn't matter. It was almost like an annual thing. It was like a holiday in which you would come on and tell that. Mm-hmm. And you, you possess that ability because you come with the comedy chop. So it's one of those things. It's like, I, I forget who, who used to say it, but, you know, uh, a comedian doesn't come out and start telling jokes. And, then, you know, thank you for remembering. It's like a singer would do. But yeah. but, but if it's if it's one of those kind of stories, oh, it, was, did you did, something that, that I think a lot of people deal with when they start doing stand up or writing comedy? Um, I don't want to repeat material. I don't want to do. But you realize also that the audience 
love some things. And and um, did you go through that phase where you're like, I wonder, I wonder. You know, I'm still in that phase. But like, yeah. you know, like I just yesterday, I just watched, um, I just watched Sinatra tell the Rickle story uh. on Carson. <laughs> Right, I can watch. I watched it twice. It's great. Like yesterday, yesterday. Yeah, it's the one where, where Rickles asks him to come over. He's with the girl, right? And he says, "Could you come over and say hi?" Yeah. And Sinatra comes over, and uh, Rickles says, "Stop bothering me, Frank." No, I mean, I'm still kind of like that. Sadly, I don't know if what you're saying is correct. I mean, in the sense of, I think it's correct, but you don't want to get in a position where you know. You know, for 100 years, not 100 years, well, I keep saying 100. For You know, I mean, you know, Jim Gaffigan still gets on stage and people yell hot pockets. You don't yeah. have to act that guy. Yeah, yeah. No, true. But, but, but the thing is, is like I don't see that I have a lot of stories or jokes that people will necessarily want to hear again. Because a lot of times when I speak on the podcast and I, and I do that opening monologue, you know, I'm just kind of going off the top of my head. And some of that stuff evolves into comedy. And I don't know. Like there are bits. Like there was a bit that I did about a plane I was on flying to Cleveland that took me like months to, to, to get the beats on. It was a big bit and it took like six months to get it up and running and working. And it was funny. It was a good story. It was a good piece of comedy. And I did it on the John Oliver stand-up show. And I thought to myself, well, that's it. I burned that piece of material. And it's like, nobody's seen the John Oliver stand-up <laughs> right. show. So now I got this six minute chunk and then, you know, I ended up writing it out for, for one of the books. I think it was uh, Attempting Normal. So it's in there. But, like, I sometimes wonder if I could get that back up on its feet. But the weird thing is, is you do have fans. And I think the expectation, more so than not, is to deliver new comedy. Yeah. I, don't yeah. think, I don't think that comedy is like music where people are like, oh, I love this joke about his mother. I'm going to sing along with it. You know? <laughs> yeah. so, but music is kind of magic. You know, comedy, like, how many times are you going to get the laugh? Right, right. From a joke, you know. Yeah. yeah. You got so many great outlets, Mark. Uh, before we uh, rewrap, I did want to hit on the uh, uh, the podcast. Any any guests coming up that we should uh, get ready for that you want to mention? Who is coming up? I just had your guy on. Mark oh, Summers. Mark Summers. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, thanks for the mention. We really appreciate that. That was awesome, man. Mark's we great. Yeah. That back. Mark's awesome. That we was, love him. That, that, ended up, that ended up in a good place where, like, uh-huh. I just love talking to a guy for an hour that, you know, that can never really acknowledge is that he's the problem. I watched that, you know, that Burt Reynolds thing, and it's like, I know what he was doing. Like, he was just not going to let, you know, even... <laughs> you, you know, and then there's just story after story. It's like, well, Mark, you're kind of a dick, you know? <laughs> he is... He's, he's, oh no, he's, he's great. He's so, he's so great. And he, and he is, he doesn't, he will not, there's nothing there that will stop him from saying what's on his mind. He has a story about getting on, on a, on a, on a flight. Richard Gere is in first class. Richard Gere makes a face because Mark is going to sit next to him. And, and Mark just went at him immediately. Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't matter, you know? And yeah, that's, no, yeah. that's what makes him. You know who he is. He's, no, it's great. Yeah. It's great, but 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 it's like it's not without fault. Right? Like, you know, that, that you're just not going to afford anybody a fundamental respect of not pestering them. You know, like, it's not like you know you can do that, but it's not like you're in the right, right? So, but no, but I, I loved it. I had a great yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what I got coming up. What have okay. I got coming up? Well, Brooke Shields is going to be on. Yes, I put O'Shea ja- O'Shea Jackson Jr. Oh, he's great. Was on yesterday, he's great. 
I talked to uh, on Thursday uh, Jason Woliner. I have him back to talk about that. Uh, uh, that what is it? That something Pete Goldman? What's that show? Oh, uh, oh, oh! Oh, I don't know. David, uh, uh, Jason Wolner's show. Some guy look look it up over. We're looking there. it up. It's Balti a weird, Goldman. Balti Goldman. It's yeah. a weird, weird uh, show. Huh. You know, Wolner's a guy. He directed the last Borat movie. He's a very interesting guy, okay. and. That show is is like I don't I didn't oh. know what to do with it. I did not know what to do with that show. But he you know he put ten years of his life into it. So, wow. Uh, and yeah, and again, Brooke Shields. Who else do? Uh, who else is coming up? Yeah, I got a few in the can, but like I'm never good at, at totally remembering. All right. Well, um, it's not like you're hurting for audience. You're 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 an OG when it comes to that. To that we realm. do all right. It yeah. seems we're holding our own still, which is kind of amazing. No, well, it's, it's 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 not accidental. You you deliver a great product, and that's what people love. And then, of course, Thanks, we bro. want you to get some dates in Philly at some point down the road, and get back here into town and and do some. Yeah, I'll come here. I always come to Philly. Yeah, yeah maybe I'll come do so like if I can get some uh, new hour up and going, I'll go, I'll do some club stuff there. Love it. Excellent. Love it, Mark. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it, man. We'll catch you soon. Okay. Great to see you guys. You Take too. It easy. Mark Maron. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Love. Always great. Love, love talking to him. Uh, the WTF uh, with Mark Maron podcast is fantastic. And if you have not seen Mark Maron uh, from Bleak to Dark, that's on HBO and HBO Max right now. So. Great chat. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment or two. Don't forget, it's Tattoo Tuesday. Text word tattoo, 39333. Love for you to win that Preston and Steve theme tattoo. We'll be right back. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. This is Virginia Lottery Recording Session. We are rolling whenever you're ready, Sam. Coming this Tuesday, the Virginia Lottery is... Try option three. The Virginia Lottery has newly brewed and fun to do... Try four. We have a rotating selection of scratchers, online games, print and play. Actually, just read option one. Virginia Lottery, new games every Tuesday. Perfect. For more information, visit valottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I would just like to make you aware that we do indeed have a really cool thing going on. We want to send you to Universal Orlando Resort starting Monday, this coming Monday, March 20th. Listen, weekday mornings at 8 a.m. for the Preston and Steve Photo Hunt Challenge. You will get the clue on air. And then check out the photo gallery at WMR.com. Then you have to be the correct number caller later in the show and correctly identify the photo and answer from that morning's clue. And you can win a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. And you can go to WMMR.com for more information. So that starts on Monday. And we're giving away five of those. Monday through Friday, we're giving away trips to... Universal! So exciting. So freaking exciting. Yep. So it's happening. Orlando! We will be there. <laughs> we will be there uh, on Monday. A uh, couple of quick shout-outs, and then I want to do City Beat, if you guys yeah. don't mind, because i got a few yeah. good stories to share with you. Um, this is from David Bauer. 
And he says he'd like to get a birthday shout-out for himself. Hmm. And he says, last October, I made the choice to move to Austin, Texas, after only knowing South Jersey for 33 years. Same thing. Uh, within a week of living here, I found someone I uh, truly have grown to love and look forward to building my new life with. Huh. In summary, in February 2022, I had fully given up. And in March 2023, I feel like I have more life to live than ever before. A message to anyone going through depression, please never give up. Great. You are loved even if you haven't found the person who loves you the right way yet. That's beautiful. And that is from David Bauer who asked me to keep it in nooch. (laughs) So here's a shard out, Dave. And I'm very happy for you. Yeah. I love hearing stuff like that. Uh, Here's another one. It's a belated shard out. My husband, Joe. Celebrated our 20-year anniversary in Las Vegas and renewed our vows. Here's to the next 20, and that's from Kelly Fleming. So a shout out there. And then uh, another one. This is uh, a wonderful sentiment. It is from uh, Kenny James. He says, I'd like to request a shout out uh, for my family in Langhorn, Bucks Co., uh, my aunt, Vicki James, my cousin, Jackie Ragnoli, are currently caring for uh, my soon-to-be 84-year-old grandmother who's suffering from dementia. Mm. On top of working uh, full-time jobs, they both do the best that they can to be there for my grandmother, uh, Jane James. And he goes into great detail about what they have to do. Uh, he said, she was more of a mother to me than my actual mother. Wow. And can I please something? Get, he's asking for a Tom Jones shout out. Okay. I think it's, um, I think this is worthy. He said, uh, keep your head up, Aunt Vic. I'm always here if you need me. And that is from Kenny James. So here we go. Oh. Yeah! Big one for you guys there. Did you, by the way, it's just a, a, a side topic that relates to this. There's a study that came out about vitamin D3 that says use of it can, they're saying, can help reduce the likelihood of dementia mm. by 40%. What is it? D3, vitamin D3. D3. No, I haven't seen that. I, 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 I was reading D3 every day. I was reading about uh, Mediterranean diets can uh, help to, like you have a 20% chance of of avoiding it if right. possible, or maybe putting it off longer, or something like that. But uh, no, I did not know that. And my, you know, I've told you guys, my mom is uh, is uh, been diagnosed with dementia, so that's a, a chapter of our lives which has uh, become very very uh, real in, yeah. in the past, uh, you know, few months or so, and it's uh, it's difficult. So any, any way to avoid it, man. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wait, so do you, I didn't know the difference between D and D three. Yeah, what is the difference? <clears throat> so. Uh, vitamin D is a fat soluble to regulate our calcium. Uh, D3 is the natural form produced by our bodies when exposed to sunlight. Okay. All right. All right. Interesting. So all those years I spent on the beach is okay? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Certain certain uh, levels of D3. You're yeah. not going to get dementia, but you're going to get skin cancer. Yeah. 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 So, I might not have but dementia. But you're going to look fabulous. <laughs> Fab. And you're going to know it, yeah. too. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, City mm. Beat. There's some stories about our general area that I would like to share with you. City Beat, featuring the man with your regular Saturday night feet. That's right. All right. Have you guys ever heard of the Chinatown Stitch? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No. Is it like the Gentleman's Stitch? It's not like the Gentleman's Stitch. No. It is a massive construction project. That oh, yes. Was, okay. It, it is, it's going to join the two parts of Chinatown together, correct? It's well, divided by... Um, 
uh, by uh, what's the thoroughfare? The Vine Street Expressway. Expressway, Yeah. So it essentially would cover over the Vine Street Expressway. Yeah. They Um, talk about stuff like this all the time and never do it. um, So yeah, it would reconnect the north and south sides of the neighborhood by physically capping the below ground Vine Street Expressway. City officials and neighborhood leaders said. Uh, this past Wednesday, that they are newly hopeful that finally it can be done. Now, if all goes as planned, groundbreaking would happen in 2028. Mm-hmm. So that's if, if everything goes as planned. Four years from now. Yeah, Five but that, even now. that. Yeah. Is, is optimistic. Yeah. Did I um did I read recently? Did anybody else see that um they actually finally started the the capping project over ninety five? Is join, that happening? I, 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 Steve, I, to I, join what? because the Joint Center, City Philadelphia, or, or Old City Philadelphia, and uh, Penn's Landing. So uh. so what is planned there, Kathy? Is like gardens and stores yes. and ev- like this right. whole new chunk of potential. Essentially, area. really really easy to walk from uh, Old City right. to the river. Okay. What about it? Nice. Are they, are they, they, they're still considering it? No, no, no. What I read recently was that they had actually started this project. So, oh, like, wow. the, the project that you're describing with Chinatown, if it goes according to plan, they won't start until 2028. But if I, I read recently that they actually are starting the project to join Old City and uh, and Penn's Landing and, you know, the waterfront. And I heard, uh, Preston, that, they're, they're, uh, that it's next year they're going to put four more rivets in that post that's going to hold the tram that goes over the river. Oh, okay. Yeah. Into Camden. Hmm. Uh, so, a website's been launched to gather ideas and opinions uh, from area residents, and the first community engagement meeting is set for April 26th, so they're going to get that underway. Kathy, look on the screen here in the studio. That's what they're talking about doing. This, is the, 90, this is the 95, the 95 Defense one. Landing. Yeah. Wow. That looks nice. Yeah, it's like a great that idea. Could be, yeah, it's 12 acres of land that it'll uh How about open a couple of acres? <laughs> you at the farm? What's that? That's from the uh, last action hero. Oh. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sometimes I just think out loud. I know. Sometimes? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, not all the time. You know, I like you, Casey. That's why I'll kill you last. <laughs> <laughs> all right, do you guys want to hear about this? Or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Chinatown. Uh, yeah, Chinatown. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Look get, over there. Look over get there. Get to the Chinatown. They're saying that a cap on this would reduce uh, noise, create green space, and become a platform for construction of homes and businesses. So it wouldn't be as big as that 95 thing, but it would be similar to that. They would be able to have some more... Uh, parks and stuff like that, and and you know living space and anything that could help Chuds flourish. So um, it's going to go over the yeah. Vine Street Expressway, but it also has to go over Vine Street, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. it, that's what it's saying. It's being built on top of 95 and Columbus Boulevard. So you, that whole area is then joined up, which actually makes a lot of sense to me. There's no reason to not have it that way. Well, Kathy, you were talking about the 95 one. Casey was talking oh, about sorry. the 676. Trying to talk. Yeah. Um, the sexual tension between these two. <laughs> we should just get it over with. No, I need to take this off my screen because yeah. I keep reading about this one. Kathy, it'll take five here. seconds. <laughs> just get it over with. Yeah, you can wear a smock. It'll be done before you realize it. <laughs> I'd uh, rather eat cooked fruit. Oh, wow. Wow. That's saying a lot. You don't realize she really hates cooked fruit. <laughs> so anyway, the Chinatown? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, yes. So uh, this thing could cost uh, a, a single city block would cost twenty five to thirty million dollars. There's no full estimate for the entire thing, but the planning alone cost four million dollars. Oh Includes a one point eight million dollar grant from a federal program called Reconnecting Communities, uh, matching funds totaling two point two million. Uh, were offered by the city, uh, the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation, the John S. and a bunch of people you never heard of. Well, the one thing you can be confident with is that all monies raised will go exactly where they're saying that Mm -hmm. the money is going to. 
Uh, this kind of project's been talked about apparently for decades, uh, but never moved beyond the idea and study stage. So they said uh, the availability of federal transportation money gives them fresh hope that they could actually be able to do this. Well, it'd be it'd be pretty wild. Yeah. So four years from now, if everything goes according to Hoyle. I'm, I already hate driving on the Vine Street Expressway with an open roof like that. I don't yeah. know if I'd like driving on it completely covered in covered. darkness. You know yeah, why I mean? does the lighting suck in those things? I mean, the, 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 yeah. the area on 76, like right by 30th well, Street, Street Station, yeah. and it's you're going insanely from dark. austere, like if, you're, if it's a bright, sunny day, yeah. so your eyes have no time to adjust. It's crappy light under there anyway. Have, and if you have it's sun, a nightmare. If you have sunglasses on, oh, yeah. you, for a brief minute, you think you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. You're blind. Yeah. I mean, they I do have about. LED lights. Like, they're abundant these days, you know? They yeah. are. Yeah. Use them. Use them. They're so right. abundant. All right, so that's the stitch. <laughs> that's uh, the stitch. I liked when they had the Vine Street Expressway set up as a pool. Oh, that was very that cool. Was, oh, that was yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, oldies.com. Steve sent me this story. Uh, the building in yes, West Conchhocken, it has officially been sold. Uh, it went up for sale a little while back. We told you guys about that, and I think it was part of the city beat. Uh, but it's been sold to Velocity Venture Partners. And they're uh, building a gentleman's stitch. Uh, they are built, they are based in Bella Kinwood, right here in our neighborhood. Oh. And they said they intended to market the site uh, for lease as a premium industrial space with high visibility. Uh, more than, So they're going to own it, and then they're going to lease it out to whatever Right, whoever wants to develop it. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than 115,000 vehicles pass by the building daily, yeah. the firm said in a statement. How many acres is that tract of land? Did it say in the article? It's, it's only a couple of acres. Couple of acres. <laughs> <laughs> it's back in How like, about the couple of acres? Um, it's I, back I, in like Industrial Park. There's a lot of buildings back there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't know how many they own or how if it's just that one Small building or what? I have a question about that because I noticed something the other day. No, I'm well, not the yeah, noticing. Notice notice gentlemen, God damn it. Plan on it to notice who's coming out to panel. <laughs> I'm paneling. Totally noticed. I'm paneling myself. <laughs> uh, if I'm headed... <laughs> if I'm headed southbound on 476 and you go right by that oldies building. Yes. And Kathy, this is right as you go, right after you go across uh, the, the Schuylkill River. Okay. Or right as you're going across it. Uh, on that far side is, there is a one of the steepest hills I've ever seen yeah. goes down to the river. I've always thought I'd like to sled down that <laughs> and die. But there's a road that goes along there at yeah. the bottom, and I've I've no earthly idea how to get back. Wait, that's on. Mount Steepy Hill. Oh, okay. On the Conshohocken side? No. Uh, yes, yes. On the right, Conshohocken so side. There's a bike path there. I mean, uh, this, so you well, have that the might Sco- be what yeah. that is. You have well, the Schuylkill River Trail that goes alongside that. And, and you, then think, you think that's part of the Schuylkill River Trail? It but might be. Then you also it um, the Schuylkill River Trail then splinters off, and so you have the trail that goes right by the river, and then the other trail that kind of goes up uh, underneath and ends up by where that IKEA but, is. But the road that um, Preston's talking about is Balagamingo. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that road, that road, giant superstar. That no, it's that, that little valley, and uh, it's at the base of that hill, and that's so you can you have to sort of get off in Conshohocken, and wind your way around, and then you're at the base of that hill. I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but Preston, that road um, for years was closed yeah. because of like mudslides. And- uh, yeah, because yeah. it's so yeah. steep, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I see where Front Street is. I'm, I'm looking at a map now, and you, and you make a left on Balagamingo. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm going to take a drive back. But how do you get time. to Broadway then? 
Uh, practice. 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 Here's that's the that, uh, Oldies.com plays Preston. So here's that and then yeah. here's Battle Gamingo. Yeah, that's it. And then, um, so in this story, is that um, building the Oldies.com, is that completely empty at this point? Uh, I would, I got to guess so. They sold it because they they, okay. uh, they acquired it from the Oldies.com family. It was a family-owned business uh, and they would sell uh, DVDs and bottle records and collectibles and all that stuff. So I got to believe they cleared everything out of there. Is that ski resort still, not resort, is that ski hill oh, still there? We had an invite. To, it has like a like a tow. They have a lift. Yeah. Lift. Yeah. But I think it closed. But I, it's, it was like the Wissahickon There was a club. Ski club, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah okay. it was a ski club. Not really sure. Mount Wissahickon. Right. Uh, I haven't driven back that way in a while, Nick. Maybe I'll take a ride and see right. if it's still there. I, um, I will ride that trail, um, you know... When the weather gets nicer, but you know where our, our old Are you saying was? that is a declaration, or you've done it in the past? No, I've done it in I the will past, ride. and I will ride it in the future. Okay. I will. Um, the will be. Where <laughs> our old building was on River Road, that is so overgrown. Yes, right. and you yeah. need it to be so so that they can put the bodies there. Well, yeah, yeah. But remember, we they would they would find bodies in that growth along the river in that area when we were going to the old Y one hundred. That's a weird stretch, that Mequon stretch in between Mequon uh, and the land. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting part of Philadelphia because it, I think parts of it are really pretty. You're you're along the river there, uh, you know, opposite of the of seventy six, but. It never seemed to get developed properly. So the roads are overgrown? No, like where the river trail is. Like where oh, the trail. Where, where, but where that building is. Yeah. It's all because there was huh. our parking lot where we always, and then there was the other parking lot that was on the other side of that trail. The deuce. The deuce. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not that one. Oh. Uh, oh. Remember where I hit the uh, hit the ball on yeah. uh, against that, that on the other side of the trail there, okay. there was another parking lot, but huh. it was just all overgrown. Take a field trip someday. We should. Jock and Ballet's not there anymore, is it? It's been gone for no. a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what was it that Seventh Vale? Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the Deuce. <laughs> that was a uh, where we'd go to have uh, lunch. Have yeah. lunch. Yeah. Mama McFresh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's she really said. She, she basically used uh, like a curling iron to cook everything. Okay. <laughs> hey, what's that strip club in uh, Norristown or Bridgeport? Um, oh, wait. Oh, in Norristown or Bridgeport? No, I don't know that. I know of Cloud Nine in Harleysville. Cloud Nine's in Harleysville. Oh, the bunghole. Uh, no, not the bunghole. <laughs> you guys going to the bunghole for not, lunch? Not tonight. Um, no, I don't know the one in Norristown. I was thinking of... Uh, like, it's sort of in between, Turks. like, uh, KOP and off of 202 and, and Norristown. Uh, I don't just, even know. Just, just enough. enough. Just enough. Just enough lounge. <laughs> yes. That's just it. enough. I believe it's a BYO. And it's E-N-U-F-F. Yes. Just enough. enough. Just enough. That's where the patrons go, okay, that's enough. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's enough. Enough. That's enough. I don't want to see that. <laughs> it's like there was a slug on the stage. <laughs> All right, oldies.com. Hang, hang on a second here, because uh, uh, Melissa wants to chime in about something. Hi, uh, Melissa, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Hey, so I actually grew up in West Kentucky, and um, I learned how to drive up there. Um, it's called um, Union Hill, and there are a lot of big buildings. Um, I want to say previously there was a building on top of that hill that was starting to slide down the back side of it. We have Oh uh, like mudslides, and that's why Valley Gomingo was closed for a while. Okay. Um, so, so, so I you... don't know how much that building relies on that hill, but it's definitely uh Maybe that's there. why it's for okay. sale. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I Thank also you. want to invite oh. you guys to come sledding on Bullock Avenue anytime. The snow actually... Right. Thank you. Yeah, it was actually flurrying just a few minutes ago, but... Yeah. Oh, it's, it's still 
flurry in here. Yeah, not going to get anything. I'm going to go and right. make a pavement angel. Thank you for the invite, Melissa. We appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. All right, Thank take you. care. All right. Uh, let's see. There's another City Beat thing, and uh, I'll have time for this. Maybe one more. We'll see about that. Uh, but Philadelphia is preparing for an, an influx of tourists this spring. Did I already mention that there's going to be a, uh, a visitor center and a retail shop on at the... Uh, base of Benjamin Franklin Parkway. You did not. Parkway? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's All called right. the Parkway Outpost, uh, the structure of which was installed, uh, I guess, last Tuesday between the steps of the uh, Art Museum and the Rocky Statue. We were talking about the Rocky Statue right. because there's a, you know, there's a, a history of it in the works. Uh, there is, uh, it will serve as a welcome area for roughly the, the roughly 2 million tourists that uh, visit the landmarks. Each How big year. is this room? I don't know. The probably outpost, not all at once. It will have a soft opening on March 20th before opening permanently later this spring. So the uh, it's spearheaded by the Philadelphia Visitor Center Corporation, uh, which is an organization that operates in the city's other three visitor centers and promotes tourism uh, to the landmarks. Uh, the organization runs uh, the Independence Visitor Center uh, in Old City and the Love Park Visitor Center. And uh, once open, the new outpost is going to provide visitor information services, sell tickets to major attractions around the city, and serve as a hub oh. for the Philly Flash downtown loop transit service. They have stuff like this in Times Square. Yeah. Like little little booths like that. Yeah, yep. it's like, not, it's not very big. pop-ups. Yeah, because there's not a ton of space in between the Art Museum steps and the Rocky statues. Yeah, so. but this will be a, a place if you want to grab tickets... Right, right there at already a you know a tourist hub at the at the art museum. This has got to be an artist rendering, or else those people are dressed like sperm. Uh, I don't know; they're wearing all white. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really sure. Definitely, but I mean that whole area is just man. It, it is. It can be really confusing to a driver. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my in God, front of the yes. art museum, in front of that, oh, that yeah. whole area. I don't, care. I don't care how long you've lived here; it can mm-hmm. be confusing. Franklin Square, uh, you know the, the the Parkway, the inner and outer lanes of the mm-hmm. Parkway is, and I've driven it. I don't know how many times, yeah. and I still am like, all right, I'm just going to get in this lane yeah. because I don't remember which one is turn, which one's turn only, and then yeah. it leads to another circle where uh, the Franklin Institute is, and yeah, I mean, it can be really, really, really confusing. Yep, no, I agree. And if you drive around it fast enough, well, Margot Kidder's alive again. So, oh. Steve, another thing that they did uh, right in front of the art museum was uh, I, they put some sort of like like rumble strips up there, really, but people were confusing it as a crosswalk. Oh, Ooh. that's a problem. That's mm-hmm. not good. Mm-hmm. That's that, that is a dangerous uh, road to cross. Uh, so the visitor center will connect tourists to museums and cultural institutions along the Parkway and Kelly Drive, including Boathouse Row. Uh, so if you do have some friends coming to town and you need to show them around, uh, this is a place you might want to stop by and grab some stuff. It's a 600-square-foot structure. Right. costs a half million dollars, by the way, and it's made from recycled cargo containers. Yeah. Um, designed by FKB Studios, which is a Philly-based design firm. Uh, and there's going to be about 10 vendors uh, that will sell their Philly-focused products at the outpost uh, with more to be um, added throughout the year. So there you go. I know this is way past <clears throat> the time when it's usually here, but that cheese... Yeah. The raclette? Well, it's not as That's authentic. only in the winter, it, right? Yeah, it was a Christmas village, and it used to be, like, super authentic. It was, these guys came in from Wisconsin. But you said it's knockoff now. It, now, well, it's not the dude. It's just, you know, yeah. I, it's... All right. It, they're not from Wisconsin. They're from Philadelphia. I think they should come back during the summer. Yeah, the cheese might be from Wisconsin, but the people that are melting it and putting it on bread are Philadelphia. Bunch of commies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Here's one more thing, uh, and then we'll wrap up the uh, the city beat. 
Uh, the Claridge Hotel in Atlantic City is making space on what used to be its casino floor for a cannabis dispensary and lounge. In um, the casino? That could open as soon as this summer. They're gonna, it's going to uh, replace the casino floor. Wow. Yeah. The state is finalizing its approval regulations on the legalized consumption lounges where customers can smoke, vape, or eat cannabis products that they've purchased at dispensaries in a public setting. Uh, and it's like a weed version of a bar or restaurant. It actually looks pretty nice. <clears throat> um, yeah, they had it's a 10,000-square-foot, two-story High Rollers dispensary as well. This, so this is in, in, in addition to that. That's going to be located at the uh, Claridge, uh, which is a 1920s-era former casino uh, between Park Place and Indiana Avenue, just off the boardwalk. Oh, yeah. I'm not familiar with it. It's uh, a cool building. Claridge. It's okay. an, an old-school-looking building. Like It looks like it's from the, the you know the heyday of uh, 1920s um, Atlantic oh. City. Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. I've seen it. Yeah, it's never me, been in it. Me neither. Okay. So do you believe that you're... So uh, obviously the casino is what you like to, you like you to get a little lit up, so you gamble more. Do you think that someone who was... Uh, on a, a cannabis product or an edible, would be inclined to do the same, or would they be more frugal? Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, I think uh, more hard frugal. to say. I think more well, frugal, listen. but it, it's also it, now it's a, a destination for people. Well, booze will definitely loosen you up, right? And to take risks, and and I'm going for it, you know that type of thing. So it makes you bet stupid, right? And make you bet stupid. <clears throat> but I don't know if this would uh, affect you in that way, shape, or form. But this is less focused on on the casino part of it rather than just the you know activity of smoking weed or or eating edibles and hanging out and and uh and i'm sure they'll have food and all that other stuff. so if you're high or if you're you're you, you know you're you've had an edible and all of the cacophonous casino sounds are happening are you enjoying that or is that scaring the hell out of you um i don't know i don't think it would bother me okay uh i don't think it would uh yeah I don't think I get freaked out or paranoid by it. I think uh, Marissa might have mentioned uh, the Claridge Hotel a, a few years ago because I'm looking at some photos of it. It's really nice looking. It's like this boutique style hotel, and I think they're sort of just going for a different clientele of people that just want to go and hang out at the beach rather than right. go do the gambling type of thing. It's it's really nice on the inside. Uh, it says because the Claridge is not technically abut the boardwalk, it is a separated butt. by Brighton Park and the Camorra Memorial. It's not subject to the city's restriction against recreational cannabis on the boardwalk. Uh-huh. And it no longer has a casino, which would have subjected right. it to federal restrictions. Do you think the, um, the cause Vegas had to do it, Vegas had to embrace the non-gambler and provide options for them? Oh, I think Atlanta City wholeheartedly should. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Yes. They, they need something. Yeah. Right, yeah. They they should they should absolutely I mean you're you're at the ocean you're yeah. at the beach got a tongue going on and and if you can and and they do have some rides yeah. and things like that but if you start to expand on that a little bit more I think it'd be great you I know, love it, it it could be a destination yeah for sure Mr Devro may not like it but for her more but I, they, they'll still have the yeah. gambling there too but I like Vegas you know yes. like you said they've made that you know. But they throw in a few zip lines and things like that. Like a Fairmount Street kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So uh, the, st- the dispensary uh, portion is going to take over most of what was formerly an art gallery that is now used mainly for cocktail parties, weddings, and other events. Art's so stupid. Uh, the hotel, <laughs> which does a brisk wedding business, will maintain a portion of that space for that use. They're anticipating 175 jobs for the cultivation facility, which is still under review by the uh, state. Uh, so there's a lot of things that they're they're looking at uh, and, and potential with uh, the you know legalization of 
cannabis. recreational yeah. uh, cannabis. Um, so, yeah, we'll see uh, how this ends up playing out. But um, I'm not sure what the proposed uh, timeline is for all yeah. this. But they're, they're Saturday. doing that. So Saturday, hopefully it's all done. <laughs> you got your weekend plans. You're ready to go at least the last half of the weekend. All right, that's it. City Beat over and done. Um, Seacrest out. Me see. Seacrest is out. Uh, can I get away from this? Yeah, because that, uh, that show just got announced yesterday. Uh, all right. I have tickets to see Drew Lynch nice. Thursday, October 12th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. And if you're caller number 20, you get the tickets to 15263-WMMR. By the way, tickets go on sale this Friday, uh, 10 a.m. via AXS.com. And, uh, again, that show is going to be on October 12th at the Keswick Theater. We'll take the 20th call and we will give you a pair of tickets right now. We're going to break and come back with some bizarre file stories for you, so make sure you stay with us. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. Hailing from Fishtown, it's Velvet Rouge. On the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, bizarre file time. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre file. And it is sponsored by Horizon Services. Stop putting up a cold showers, clogged drains, or leaky faucets. Let Horizon Services clear your drains, stop your leaks, replace your water heater, and resolve all of your plumbing worries today. Book at horizoneasybook.com. In Texas, investigators believe a man may have been living with a corpse for months. Oh, man. Before taking his own life, his deputies entered his home Saturday evening. Alton Bell, the neighbor next door, said that he was the one who made the initial phone call for the sheriff's office welfare check. He said, yesterday I was mowing the grass, going beside the house. I was going into the backyard, and I noticed a bunch of flies that were above the normal size. Uh, deputies also saw those flies and smelled a foul odor when they responded. Corpse flies. The discovery prompted them to enter the home. Uh, as they made the entry, a deputy said into the home, uh, they heard one gunshot. They cleared the home and found a male body in a bedroom from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So they were, it was it was the other corpse that they were coming in and the good person <sighs> off themselves while they were coming in. I guess he didn't want to explain what was happening. The man was said to be in his 60s. He also found another man in his 60s in a separate room who they said had been dead for several months and his body was severely decomposed. So there were two decomposing bodies. Uh, well, one was fresh mm. and the other one was decomposed. Oh, so it was not totally crazy. Uh, Linda Meadows, who lives across the street, said her daughter heard the gunshot prompting the family to come outside and see what happened. She said, if you've ever smelled a rat in your wall before, it's awful. As soon as they opened that door, you could smell it. As the wind blew across the street, we knew something was really wrong. Uh, neighbors said the two men were fairly private, mostly kept to themselves. Right now, the relationship between those two men is unclear. That's pretty messed up. Jeez. All right, I saw video footage of this. This is insane. Shocking violence and mayhem descended on a Welsh cemetery as groups of men fought running battles among gravestones. Uh, and a video shows a group of boys and men battling with bats, hammers, knives, and axes. Whoa. Steve, it looks 
It looks medieval. Like it, Braveheart. It looks like that, yeah. Uh, at Swan- Is this their version of laser tag? This was at Swansea's Morriston Cemetery, and Jeez. it happened in the middle of the day. Victims' vehicles were also deliberately ramming into parked cars wow. and used to pursue rivals around the grounds. Gra- gravestones were damaged, and a number of people were seriously injured as other funerals were disrupted. How many people? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I know like seven or eight were, were arrested. Jeez. At one stage... <laughs> Three of the men. There's two of the guys. Uh, intruded upon a cremation service for a mother of five as they barged into the chapel of of rest and spat on the floor. Uh, they drank water from a vase before hiding a weapon among the precious floral tributes, having first wiped it down to try and remove fingerprints. Uh, when the disorder was reported to police. Officers and helicopters were dispatched uh, to the scene. In the aftermath of the disturbance, police set about identifying the culprits and piecing together the other day. I mean, the video footage shows, like, a bunch of people carrying bats and axes running through this cemetery oh, like, they're in, like they're in battle. It's crazy. Uh, it ultimately led to seven men being jailed. Uh, and the truth of the shocking incident revealed that a number of warring extended families had chosen a gravesite blessing at a peaceful cemetery to stage their latest violent confrontation. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, feuding families... We have a cemetery right up the road. Should we have one of these fights? Maybe we should, yeah. Uh, Feuding families had clashed in the middle of the day when a convoy of vehicles carrying armed men turned up at the graveside blessing to be attended by members of rival families. I'm too busy during the day to have a fight in a cemetery. A series of running battles was fought around the cemetery as rival groups chased each other. Uh, and it emerged that the disturbance was just the latest in a series of clashes involving uh, various factions of extended families which have seen violent confrontations across South Wales. Yeah, we're watching some of this footage. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, those identified police from uh, uh, by police from teenagers up to men aged in their 50s were subsequently charged with offenses including violent disorder, possession of offensive weapons, and dangerous real, driving. Real meatheads, Preston. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. So, uh, anyhow, they've... And there's uh, one guy that looks like Woody Allen. That's kind of weird. What? And then a final story before we have to wrap it up. we got to keep this one kind of short. Uh, a Maine vegan, Maine being the, the state. You're a Maine vegan. Uh, whose custom license plate contains the word tofu is one of the motorists caught in a state crackdown on vulgar license plates. Maine had for several years allowed people to put just about any combination of letters and numbers on their vehicle plates, including words and phrases that other states would ban. But the state decided to change course and this year recalled 274 plates it deemed inappropriate. Some are fighting back. Now, the state concluded that the license plate, it's supposed to say uh, love tofu, L-U-V-T-O-F-U, but it looks like love love to F-U. Uh-huh. Uh, could have been seen as a reference to sex instead of admiration of bean curd. Uh, the motorist instead uh, insisted that there was uh, no mistaking his intent because the back of his car had several tofu-related stickers on it. He said, it's my protest against eating meat and animal products. This is Pete Astarstetsky. Uh, but they're going to make him get rid of it. He's yeah. appealing it, but... Well, his other tag said Feltran. Oh, yeah. Hey, they didn't look at that one. Right. Um, there you go. That is all I have in the quick, bizarre file for you this morning. Uh, let's take a break. And as we do so, the last pair of tickets for John Wick Chapter 4 screening oh tonight at the UA King of Prussia. And it's caller number 7 that we're going to give those to. 215-263-WMMR. It is at 7 p.m. And uh, don't forget, the movie doesn't open until March 24th. So you'll be good to go for tonight at the UA King of Prussia. Caller number 7, 7 p.m. We'll be right back. 
The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. This is Virginia Lottery recording session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Headed to Clearwater, Florida on Friday. Unbelievable. Then Orlando on Monday. We'll actually be headed to Orlando before then. We're going to head out um, probably on Saturday. Um, And then Sunday, we spend the day at Universal Studios. And then we broadcast live from Universal Studios. And yesterday... Got a first look at the actual studios themselves, and they're beautiful. They're wonderful. It's going to be a great spot to do our show that and particular that, morning. That street that it is on, that whole setup is yeah. just gorgeous. Yep. So uh, make sure you're along the ride with us. We're going to do some other things for now, though. It is uh, we're going to ask a lesson question. That's what we're going to do, and we're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Cats on Friday at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. And the question that I need to ask to you is, what movie is Steve writing about our mathematical genius friend, who's Lou? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR, all right? What movie is Steve writing about our mathematical genius friend, who's Lou? And if you know the answer to that, call now, 215-263-WMMR, and we can set you up with the tickets if you get through. Here we go. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Got junk? Want it gone? Got floors? Want them clean? Well, call J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Veteran owned and operated started right here in southeastern PA. Call 844-GET-J-DOG or visit jdog.com. What's up, Steve? Well, President Biden is doing away with Donald Trump's design for the new Air Force One and will reportedly stick with a more traditional approach. The only addition the 80-year-old Biden will make is the inclusion of an 8-track player. New Hampshire state legislator Jeffrey Greason is facing criminal charges after allegedly assaulting a snowplow driver who claims he did a poor job in front of his home. Apparently, Greason became enraged when the driver suggested he call Mr. Plow, (laughs) clarifying that Mr. Plow is indeed his name. Then repeating that his name once again (laughs) is Mr. Plow. (laughs) And finally, the Instagram model known as Mary Magdalene, you know this... This woman, Preston, who had frequently altered her body with huge lips, breasts, and butt implants, has had a breast reduction. Magdalene had her breast implants reduced from 5,000 cc's to 700 cc's, saying she had to do it if she hopes to get that job as an aerospace engineer. All right, thank you, Steve. We will see if we can get an answer on the phones. We want to find out uh, what movie is Steve writing about our mathematical genius friend, Who's Lou? 215-263-WMMR is the number. I'm going to go to Brett. Here we go. Hi, Brett. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks. Uh, Gadzooks to you. All right. Uh, what is the name of the movie that Steve is writing? Uh, it's going to be uh, Good Lou Hunting. There you go. <laughs> Check out the big brain. Hang on, Brett. We're going to set you up, but we're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Cats on Friday at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. 
Cats uh, is in. Cats uh, is at the Kimmel Cultural Campus uh, Tuesday through Sunday. So today through Sunday, and tickets and information available at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by uh, Five Hour Energy. Replace your afternoon coffee with a Five Hour Energy. It's perfect when you're feeling coffeeed out, and your stomach will thank you. Discover Five Hour Energy. Learn more at 5hourenergy.com. Uh, this came down yesterday. I didn't get a chance to mention it, uh, uh, but Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band postponed more shows due to ongoing illness. Philly is still good. We don't have to worry about that. After previously pulling the plug on their March 9th concert in Columbus, Ohio, uh, the band has postponed, uh, postponed tonight's show in Albany, and this follows a missed show in Connecticut over the weekend. Uh, Stephen Van Zandt who's very active on social media, tried to calm fans by posting, no need to be anxious or afraid, just a temporary situation. We will be back in full force very soon. soon. I don't feel so good. And he assured fans that the shows are only postponed because, quote, we don't cancel, he said. Well, there you go. Uh, I, I'd, heard the, I'd seen the word canceled, and I said, that can't be right. Uh, the next scheduled date is Thursday uh, here in Philadelphia. So um, yeah. the show is on. Squirts or not, Bruce. If I can get it to firm up a little bit, I'll be able to play for you people. I just don't want it running down my legs, <laughs> fly in your face. That would be bad. I run into the bathroom. Uh, so this. I drop my trousers really quick to the floor as I take a dump. <laughs> Whoa. It's beautiful. That is beautiful. Uh, yeah, listen, he speaks the plain He's truth. the working man's poet. In his lyrics. And guess what? what? We all poop. We <laughs> do. Avenged Sevenfold has launched Countdown on their YouTube channel, teasing What number are they starting at? Something is coming today. Oh. At 11 a.m. Uh, the tweet also contains a link, which leads to a YouTube countdown titled Avenged Sevenfold Presents. Uh, the visual in the countdown features a virtual room with candles, chairs, a desk, ladder, and writing, uh, and signs all over the walls. Um, Eleven! Ten! Nine times. <laughs> Not bad, Case. Thank you. Yeah, I don't have an eight. I yeah. need a good eight. Oh, man. Eight. Do we have any eights? No Casey Kasem eights? No. I mean, I have, like, the Hamilton eight, and yeah. like, but I want, like, a movie eight. Yeah, yeah. like okay. a movie yeah. eight. All right. Everyone keep their ears out for There's eight. a Fellini movie called Eight and a Half. Uh, okay. We just need a, a, a line eight. where somebody says eight. Uh, all right. And it could be as in past tense of eat as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it would sound. How about the magnificent seven plus one? Okay. Okay. That's eight. Well, we do need a seven probably. We do need a seven. I need a four. Oh, uh, from a, any other uh, numbers? Back to school. That, that's the, I want the back to school for. Oh. All right. What's the 11 that we play? Oh, that's the guy. That uh, was pissed off. He was a, pissed off about Cody Parkey missing a field goal. He missed his 11th field goal of the season. That, that season. I love it! Yeah. There's a, a line in Almost Famous where the kid yells. He finds out that he's 11 years old. And he yells, oh. 11! Uh, but we already got it. Oh, we, we have, have a ton of 11s. Yeah, we have 11. an 11-glut. Yeah, we need a good eight and a four and a seven, right? Yeah. Eight, seven and Most four. shows have to deal and, with and a six. Seven. And a yeah. six. And, a, and probably a, like a five and right, a So two. basically we have like two numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. That's but they're strong. Right. They are strong. Cool. All right. Uh, Eleven! Nine times. <laughs>
All right, so uh, the event sevenfold oh, yeah, 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 yeah. is treating yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Oh, Counting some of the down. phrases that can be seen written say, uh, we don't care, nobody, event sevenfold, war endures, look inside, and life is but a dream. Ah. Life is Very cryptic. suggestions coming in, Nick? Yeah, there's a, I, this one rings a bell. There's a good one from The Simpsons. Homer is in that string quartet or the singing quartet with uh, Barney and yeah. Mike Wiggum's in, and they say uh, number eight, number eight. Um, Home Alone says, "How many fingers am I holding up?" Mm, eight. Uh, all right, all right. Anyway, we'll come back to this. We'll circle back, and then finally, there's a new Def Leppard online series called Behind the World Tour. Each episode features their 2023 global concert tour with Motley Crue. The first highlights package shows Def Leppard performing last month to the biggest crowd they've ever played it to in Mexico City. Uh, episode two takes fans backstage to Colombia and Peru. Four? <laughs> while getting a warm welcome uh, from local fans. And you'll also see them as they get the first look at their new airplane, Def Crew. And basically, you have fun on the road with uh, the tour mates, Motley Crew. Uh, first two oh. episodes of Behind the World are streaming now if you do want to see them. So, so they bought their own touring plane or they yeah. rented one? Yeah, remember I had a story. Well, I don't know if they bought it, but, yeah. but I had a story the other day. They had to figure out what they were going to name it. Was Crew going to come first or Def going to oh, come first? Oh, that's right, yeah. And they flipped a coin that's to decide. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right, and that is the last item in music news. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, wrap up the program, give away the tattoo, get the letter of the day, tell you what's coming up tomorrow. So make sure you stick around. What's new? Glad you asked. Ghost. Lincoln Park. Party. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. It is nice that it, you have been along today. We've had a good time today on the radio program, and I hope you were here earlier. If not, uh, catch some of the stuff that took place later on, our podcast or our stream on YouTube, which will sit there and exist for you to go back and watch anytime you want to. Uh, we had a great conversation with Mark Marin today. Yeah. Good 45, 50-minute chat, and he was awesome, and we'd love having him on anytime. And uh, he is, uh, you know, some mutual love for this program, he has said before, which is excellent. Um, and not even in town promoting anything other than the fact his uh, special is on HBO called Mark Marin from Bleak to Dark. And, of course, you can check out his WTF podcast, but uh, that, was a, that was a great little sesh. It was cool. Uh, that we yeah. with them, so that was cool. Yep. Um, I would like to, let's see, give away our Tattoo Tuesday prize. Okay, yeah. Why not do that? Yeah, we can do that now because uh, it is Tuesday. And we did have lots of people text in, but we could only choose one. There could only be one. True. And that one is Sean Proctor of yeah. Phoenixville. Sean got himself a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And uh, you can check them out at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. We'll do it again next week for you. Hi, Pierre. Why, good day. Nice to see you. And you too, kids. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, all these nor'easters in California, they're getting hammered, nor'easters here, and it keeps missing us. So I'm kind of, um, I kind of like that we have a little half quarter centimeter winter day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to get, we're get, we'll get these flurries, but they're, we're not going to get any stuff on the ground. It's, it's weird how it sort of has, like, we're sitting like an oasis, like, like a perpetual eye of the storm. <laughs> because in New York, they're talking four to eight inches. Right. It and, cuts off right, yeah. at, right north of us. Right, yeah. It's crazy. But I saw my Christmas tree up, uh, so it's Cut. perfect. <laughs> there you go. And uh, I'm going to set my clocks. Well, actually, most of them are still set for daylight savings because I never set them forward anyway. <laughs> Don't you have a lot that already... Oh, so you're all set. Just yeah, don't I'm, ever change them I'm and they'll be right. Pretty good shape, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what do you guys want for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, God, man. We'll have cake. Yeah. I'm sure there are people listening right now that do actually have their Christmas tree still sitting up I as we speak. I bet there are. Yep. I always there are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, how about the letter of the day, ma'am? Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. I as in island. I love it. We have a Pizik round barbecue and fire pit kit from Landis Block to give away. Landis Block, by the way, start imagining your own backyard paradise by looking at the photo gallery online at Landis BC. Dot com. What kind of paradise are you forming today on the airwaves? By the way, did you say um, that Bruce was on for Thursday? Or yes. Okay. Well, yes. it hasn't been canceled yet. You know, and I mean, it's still on. Yeah, Preston's right. But it's like they canceled two, and so we're sort of we're in this waiting period where we don't okay. know what's going to happen next. Okay. Uh, I I missed that one section, um, I uh, and I wasn't uh, quite sure if it was. Was it illness? Yeah, there's illness within the band somewhere. We okay. don't know what it is. Okay. Uh, but it's not like it's mega serious. It's just they're postponing. Uh, so th- were those shows canceled or postponed? Postponed. Postponed, okay. postponed yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. Steven said we don't cancel. Right. Steven Van Scheduled. Yep. All right. Reschedule. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there'll be no rescheduling of me. I'll be here, like it or not. <laughs> and I've got um, government mule tickets to give away uh, for the Hard Rock show. Uh, they'll be doing Dark Side of the Mule. <laughs> Dark Side of the Mule. I love that. That's so creative. Warren Haynes is just a delightful guy. And um, so they'll be doing Dark Side of the Moon, but they call it Dark Side of the Mule their way. Uh, we'll have workforce blocks of uh, Chicago and the Rolling Stones and uh, another one, but I've forgotten what it is. <laughs> um, but it'll be a good one. It'll come to you. Yeah, it'll be great. And uh, it's Double Shot Tuesday. Oh, and we have the Bruce. I keep forgetting to mention that. Uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Gunn's wonderful vinaigrettes that he's put together. <laughs> um, uh, then they run at 11 and 4 and 8 uh, with um, the master of words, all things words. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'll have a vinaigrette about Bruce coming up at 11. Jackie was, didn't, wasn't familiar with the word vignette. I, he knows it now, though. Yes, and to refer to it as a vinaigrette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He and goes, what are, you, what, yeah. You, what are you talking about, vinaigrettes? <laughs> and I go, someday I'm going to have a long talk with that boy. All right, stick around for your vinaigrettes here in a moment with Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. Uh, the President Steve Show runs on Duncan, also brought to you by A.D. Moyer, your professional source for decks, windows, doors, millwork, and more, ADMoyer.com. And by J-Dog Junk Removal, veteran-owned, and you can visit them at jdog.com tomorrow on the program. 
uh, Fox Good Day, because we do that on Wednesday along with the secret text word. Uh, and we very well might have our buddy Jeff Ross on the program tomorrow, cool. too. So we'll see what else is cooking. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. The only place to party this St. Patrick's Day is Dolan's Bar in Ridley Park. Dolan's is celebrating 69 years of St. Patrick's Day fun with a live broadcast with me, Brent Porsche. Stop by for all the NCAA tournament action, plus a full day of live music featuring Walt Lafty of Silvertide, Dan Hilferty, Nick McGrath, and traditional Irish pipes and drums from Brian Baru. Dolan's Bar rocks St. Patrick's Day right with all your Irish favorites like corned beef and cabbage from Tanglewood Barbecue, and they'll have Guinness and harp on tap. If you're looking for a place to party this St. Patrick's Day, grab your friends and get rolling to Dolan's. Go to the most Delco bar by the Delco Times. Minutes from exit 8 off of I-95 at 24 East Sellers Avenue in Ridley Park. Join me, Brent Porsche, and the MM Army as we broadcast live this Friday, St. Patrick's Day. For information and details, visit dolansbar.com. Griffin Energy Services is celebrating 125 years in business. We're offering $250 off an AC or heat pump, plus special financing with approved credit. Contact Griffith Energy Services today for this offer and many more as we celebrate our 125th anniversary. Griffith specializes in train, but surfaces all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Griffith Energy Services. Down on Dependable. License number MTHVACR012278.